Yeah, that's a whole lot of copyrighted music. Oof, YouTube is not going to like that. What's up, everybody? This is Francisco and Charles. We're here for Sports Goose number 124. This is the last one for this season. Our last canon episode for the year. Okay. Andrew will join us later on. He is celebrating Hanukkah. It is, what, day three, I think? Or day four? Not We're sure. asking the wrong guy there, bud. <laughs> I think it started on Sunday, so... Uh, it's a, I would yeah. say yes. Day four. I would say day four. So he's halfway there. I still got to get him a gift, by the way. Still got to get him a gift. So I, I think I know what I want to get him, but I have not pulled the trigger. But I still I got four more days. Still got four more days. That's the beauty of Hanukkah, right? I feel like I do what the, the typical uh, Christmas celebrating friend does, all his Jewish friends. Y'all get your Hanukkah gifts on Christmas Day, just how I did for him and you last year. <laughs> yeah, I do true. it again, too. Yeah. Because yeah, I'm too lazy. Because I don't know. Here's the thing. For gift giving on Hanukkah, what's the best day to actually give it? Should it be first or should it be last, right? These are things they don't train you in um, Anglo-Saxon that's true. agnostic atheistic you know ways ladies and gentlemen i bet you th- there there has to be an online discussion about this like, you know how people there's people who enjoy christmas eve more than christmas day there's people who enjoy new year's eve more than new year's day vice versa what what's the parallel what's what am i supposed to go with because i got seven days to work with do, what do i want to do on a saturday or a friday when your work week's over do i want to start your work week properly do i want to do it on a weird day like today like wednesday as we're doing our show questions that keep me up at night so that's why I'm just like, no, 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 son. You get this on Christmas, just like everybody else. Uh, I'm looking. I'm doing a preliminary search online just to see if there has been a discussion on which day is the best day. I'd be very disappointed if it wasn't. Best day to give a Hanukkah gift. Let me see if this one's a better question. One I feel second. like the, the catch-all episode, or not episode, but the catch-all answer would be every day because technically it's there's a gift every day of it. Right. Um, but I'm poor, so I just dropped $40 on pants and then $30 on pants that was earlier this week that were not the right kind of blue for my jacket, but I'm they not, fit so good that I'm I had to I'm not do getting anything right now at all. This, this, this needs to be a Reddit thread. Uh, let's see. Oh, no, wait. I think each – does each day have a theme? Uh, once again, I, and my aunt, she's Jew, or she married into a Jewish um, – marriage and all that stuff so there was times we celebrate but it, it's not even oh, it's no. more like hey you want to come over and have no, some no. matzo ball I'm this like, is sure. like okay this is hallmark.com you would think they would know right and listen man hallmark got got you unlocked for everything well yeah you know they were your one of your non-sponsors actually they probably was yours last year for christmas actually yeah yeah so no wait wait oh no these are ideas these are just ideas this is what they think you could have different themes for each night just to make the whole celebration fun for everybody so that's what it is so it's not like Okay. All right. So that that's like a Reddit discussion. I think that should be like a Reddit thread at some point that maybe someone should put. But uh, yeah, Shalom. What's up, Freddie? What's up, BU? Shalom, uh, Freddie and BU. And he he uh, he's you know he's puts there. Regardless, I think they all appreciate the thoughts. Of course, I'm sure Andrew will appreciate the thought. I just gotta get him a, like I got him a good gift last year. I got him an Orlando Rays little mini bat. You know. Yeah. So. Whereas I was just the prototypical friend at 31 at that time. I'm like, you get an Amazon gift card. <laughs> you get an Amazon. Listen, I gave up. 
I gave up on that life. I don't know if anybody else uh, would agree with me, but I love buying something special for people. But the anxiety to get the best gift for all your friends, whether mm. the closest in your circle or on the outer realms, I can't do it anymore. Yeah, like you know, I'm getting palpitations just yeah. thinking about now. I, I already know how much money I'm going to drop within the next month and a half, and you know, my niece is going to be born. Um, it's, it, guys, it's just going to suck. Yeah. So I've oh gosh, I. I I'll, I'll figure it out. I'll, I'll lock it down. I, I got to lock it down this week for you guys. That's for you sure. You already know. You're, I'm the. E, I should be the. Easiest oh, you're you're one. easy. You're easy. You're you're incredibly easy. I was something for your PS5 or your Switch. So that, that's yeah, that's fine. Exactly. <laughs> that is fine. Andrew, but... if I had to go to the heart, because my problem is, is if anybody's been listening for the full three years, I take jabs at everything UCF on the poor guy. <laughs> so I think the irony, is, and I almost said something. So I'm gonna put it on blast now because I thought it was funny. So. To give some updates to people, as y'all found out, uh, FIU, our alma mater, has the assistant AD from UCF. So I was going to put in the chat, I'm like, well, are we just going to declare that we're national champions too without winning anything? But I didn't uh... want to do that because <laughs> it was this. Yeah, I got to be nice. I got to be nice. But um, but I, I kind of feel like there's too much irony if I got him something that's UCF related. And I did get him the Tampa Rays hat, but that was um, that was different. So for him, it's just like, I'm like, here's a gift card. I love you. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in the background for the video version, we've got NHL 14. That's on the Xbox 360, so I got that run in the background. So that will be that. Let's put some random teams here, and we'll, we'll go from there. But yeah, this is our catch-all Christmas episode, holiday episode, what, what have you. We'll, we get to say what's on our minds for the last time of this year. And well, stuff went down. We actually have some baseball stuff going on stuff right now. Happening. Man. People are getting signed. People are getting Be- traded. There's a, there's a lockout. Yeah. <laughs> the most important thing. That's why I texted you. Like the Yankees are smart seeing baseball. Yeah. Well, it seemed like I don't know. Some teams were trying to get guys under so they could get them into the lockout. I don't know. I'm not sure. Why would you even want to sign as an agent? I don't know. Maybe. Unless the owners, feel, unless these owners feel like, oh, they're gonna lose out and stuff, and they want to sign the guys while they're still under this current, the, well, the not current CBA, but uh, the last CBA, you know, the, the dying CBA, yeah, like the, a dying romance. Yeah, exactly. So trying to get everybody under the table right then and there. So it'll be interesting. We'll see how long this one lasts. Uh, honestly, the baseball season's too long as it is, anyways. Yeah. So I wouldn't mind. Let's say, let's say the first month is gone, right? This is all about prorating money, though. That's what it's about. Yeah. So that Max Scherzer deal ain't gonna mean crap. Hundred twenty game season. I think that would be pretty sweet spot for baseball. I could look into it. And then have every team face each other at least at least a two game series, home and two games at home, two games away with the other league. It's, that's not your primary league. Something like that. Something like that. I think that could work out for for everybody, to be perfectly honest. Um, so there's that. There's that with baseball. NHL is rolling along. The Florida Panthers are rolling along. I, you know that. Mm. Rolling, rolling, rolling. Yeah, I was, I, I was very stiff last night <laughs> <laughs> after that game against the Washington Capitals. My goodness gracious, this Panthers team is actually pretty good. And Charles, I, I might be, I, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to buy in, all right? I'm going to start planning the parade. Start it's early enough. Parade, you know, kind of figure out where we're going to put the Stanley Cup. 
during the off season. So, you know, that'd be pretty, pretty damn good. So, uh, that's happening. Uh, gosh, the Miami Heat are falling apart physically. Because we play so hard, you know, that, that, that's, let me, let me just defend it. So there's that NBA is going to the Golden State Warriors are back. Everybody very much back. They're very much back. And it's, it's getting scary. The Phoenix Suns haven't lost a game. Frauds. <laughs> I, knew, hey. I knew that was coming. I knew that was coming as soon as I mentioned the Suns. I knew that was coming. So, yeah, the Suns are incredibly hot. 17-game winning streak. That's going down. So that's pretty cool. And, well, we got the NFL. Okay. We got Aaron Rodgers' messed up toe. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> You know, because no one wants to pay him, so he has to go to a foot fetish career. And, and the Miami Dolphins continue to try to be the bane of my fan existence because now they're suddenly thinking, oh, well, maybe we could win out. Oh, God. And uh, was it Daniel Jones for the New York Giants is out? And Strained his neck. Gosh, man, New York Giants fans. Oh, you guys couldn't appreciate Eli when he was there, right, towards the end. Oh, he started 16 years in a row without missing a start, and now you got this guy who falls apart. So that's going down with the NFL. Man, there's a lot of stuff. But we're not going to talk anything of it. Yeah, I, I feel like that that may be our preliminary. Like, hey guys, sports is happening. If you want to hear about that, check out check out your local sports radio or, yeah, guess, or yeah. some other podcast that might actually give we, you some we, insight into the sports. We don't deal with you uh, fake fans. Mm. But yeah, it's it's the holiday episode, Charles, and I'm starting to get into the season again. You know, it, it's so early; it's only December first. Yeah, it's December first. This is the official, actual day. You know, okay, I got the tree and the menorah going on our actual stream here. There's snowflakes falling; you can barely see it with the the ice from the from the hockey game in the background. But I'm starting to feel it now. Okay. I, 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 I've listened to a couple of Christmas songs. We went to my sister's place during Thanksgiving and, you know, we, we put up all the decorations and everything. So, so her place is, is all set and good to go. I put up my little tiny little red, like, I don't know, five inch tree light up thing in my office. That's like my only Christmas decoration there. <laughs> we love it. Yeah. I mean, I'm the only one there. Okay. I'm a, I'll spruce it up just a tiny little bit. So. I mean, I can't talk because I sent you what I put for work, <laughs> which is the funniest thing that was to me. Yeah, Charles Charles has a he, – he is definitely the star, uh, according to him, and thus he put himself on top of the damn well, tree. It's an incentivization of them <laughs> to uh, to go and you know buy, buy more ornaments. So <laughs> – I, I guess for those non-people who are not into it, but I think it's funny. So we found the office tree and they set up a little bit in the main bit of the office, but all we have is lights, but we don't have like a topper. So what I did was I put a picture of me from last Christmas with like a little elf hat or something and I, I taped it onto the top. Oh, uh, you, um, you know what you should get everybody? Charles masks. Well, so <laughs> I've been running, masks. I've been running themes of what I want to do for the holidays. I told him like, I, I was at the office. I'm like, let's just do a very merry Charles miss or Charles miss Carol. So mm. I can go full out, and they're like, "Please no, have mercy, <laughs> we can't tolerate this." And I'm like, "Come on, guys!" I'm like, "No, thank you," mm. but they have no choice. You know, when, when you're at a place for a certain period of time, for a length of time, as long as I've been there, it's not that you get away with certain things. They just learn to tolerate you <laughs> a little bit more. And if you guys think I'm obnoxious here, 
on a two-hour segment <laughs> boy howdy get, you get yourself from nine to five eight, every eight day would have made to make a living monday um, through friday charles we, we, i do like the idea of you know getting them all mustache masks <laughs> i feel like that's appropriate yeah you know yeah well the, if you go to our t public site they got a sale going. It's the holidays, so there's a bunch of sales going out there. Freaking man, Charles knows there's a bunch of sales going out there because you keep buying games. And I can't stop. It is, yeah, no, it is. I, 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 I've been able to refrain for the most part, but of course you got me to do the freaking Xbox Game Pass. So I'm back on Xbox Game Pass, everybody. Okay. I, I already You're have. Welcome, America. I'm getting set next week. Halo Infinite comes out. The, the campaign comes out. So I, I haven't played the other ones, but I might as well just go head first into this. I mean, does the story really matter now? Does it really matter that much? Now? You could YouTube it. I, at this point. I could. I mean, I think I kind of, sort of have a little bit. So no, the, the it was a guy who read all the novels, all the Halo novels, which apparently are canon. So. I, I don't know, whatever, it's a good, it'll be a, I guess, all right experience at the very least from what it looks like. So I'll, I'll join in and be part of the whole, whole culture of that because I've never been a part of that, as Charles knows. Okay, yeah. finally well, getting you know. into this Xbox, PlayStation side of gaming for, for once. When a series is around for like as long as that series has been around, yeah. you know, you, you always catch up to it, mm-hmm. whether or not you want to. So... There was that. Of course, we had Thanksgiving. Okay, Charles. I mean, the, there were two things that were missing from my family's Thanksgiving spread. Okay? All right. Tell me. Baked beans. Baked beans were not there. I could live without it, but I get it. I, well, we live without it, but it still was missing, right? And also missing was any sort of corn material. Ooh, what? Yeah. No, I, I even... I, like, I... A couple days later, I, I was like sitting there, I, just sitting there, not not nothing, and just suddenly came into my head like, oh crap, we didn't have any corn, anything, like anything, like no corn on the cob, not at the very least, and like none of that. I'm like, and I told my That's dad, like, shocking. yeah, I told my dad, you know, because my dad loves eating corn, and he was like, oh, I guess we'll have to make that up for Christmas. I'm like, yeah, yeah, we do. Yeah, but what are we gonna do about now? <laughs> You could have done the full revolt like I did with my family. <laughs> well, it was two days afterwards when I finally realized it wasn't there. And we also had the discussion of whether sweet potato uh, is a dessert or a side dish. I mean, it's both, really. For that portion of the holidays, I would feel. I'm not a fan of it, to be honest. Uh, there's, there's a part of it that, I don't know, it doesn't sit well with me having marshmallows and sweet potatoes. Anywhere near the rest of Thanksgiving stuff. Sure. Yeah. yeah, I'm not, and even then, I'm not a big sweet potato guy. Like, if you give me sweet potato fries, I'd be like, all right, this is a worse version of fries, but sure. So that that's my feeling on sweet potato. See, sweet potato fries is good with one delicacy. Hear me out. Chicken and waffles. Ch- if you're going to go in, just go all in. Yeah. Yeah, so that was the only thing missing from the Thanksgiving spread. Uh, aside from that, my sister, of course, knocked it out of the park, as she has done for 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 years now. Okay, as she she's been she's taking the lead with regards to the whole Thanksgiving meal prep. Uh, she took it yeah. from my mom. Okay, 
So we had everything. We had Oh, I forgot to send. Now that I'm reminding myself through this show, I forgot to send you the picture of the white gravy. Oh, man. All right. I forgot to send you the picture of the white gravy. There's no more of it now, but I guess you'll have to Google it or whatever. So. I do care enough about it because yeah. when, if I'm a voyeur for anything, I'm a voyeur for food. Mm-hmm. I will experiment for anything, as you all know. As you have seen what I put into my body. Um that's kind of hurt, disheartening a yeah, little bit. I'm sorry about I that. I forgot about I did actually find a picture of dressing, <laughs> and I don't see a structural difference of it yeah. aside from the standard of like the yeah, mixture of well, the Well, like they, the said, they said it was like one is more dry, one is more, you know, mushy. In between, yeah. yeah. So there's that. And, well, I did help out. I did help out because, I, you know, I know how to cook. My sister, of course, hounds me on it because she's like, you know how to cook. You're cooking for all these people. And... You don't cook for me. I'm like this because every time I go to your place, you guys are always ordering out. So why the hell am I going to cook? Okay. You guys are always getting Chick-fil-A or you guys are getting chilies. Like, when am I going to cook? Why, why do I need to cook if that's the case? So, uh, but I was in charge of the mashed potatoes. So that's what I did. That's are are I did. you a butter mashed potato guy or are you those people who go healthy? Like you just taste more of the potato than anything. Oh, no, no. Stick that thing full of sour cream and cheese. and. <laughs> God bless you, Charlie Brown. Because <laughs> my mashed potatoes yeah, were just all potato. Butter, yeah. I, was, I was like, where's the salt, please? Yeah, no, no. That that place, that thing is not straight up potatoes that are mashed. Okay, we need enough milk. We need a nice consistency, Charles. Okay, mm-hmm. we are not heathens. We are not heathens, and we did have it. Okay. What's our phrase? We're not here for a long time. We're here for a good time, kids. <laughs> Indeed. So that was good. Uh, what about yours? Nothing missing. Everything good to go. Okay, um, you didn't have to leave yeah, your family. Yeah, it was it was it was fine. Nothing declaratively terrible, you know, in of itself. It's just there. Um, it just felt like a very basic Thanksgiving because you know no one was really cooking except mm-hmm. for my sister and then you know my brother in law's mom. So I didn't have to do anything. It was great. Um, I didn't have to buy anything. And then you know essentially what they did is they just kind of picked the name. They revealed the name of my niece there oh, so it, okay. it was more like this very weird wheel of fortune-esque kind of thing um of what they did okay uh, yeah don't Wait, so they couldn't decide on a name and so they spun a little wheel thing on there no 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 no. Oh, they had people okay. guess so oh, if you oh, want to make okay. a already uncomfortable holiday oh, even understand. more uncomfortable oh, okay. there you be um i will reserve what my pin- comments on what, it because we're recording what pinterest forum did she get that from <laughs> <You know? sighs> I will, re- I will refrain from yeah. commenting since we are in the public sector <laughs> okay. of it. All I'm saying is that for anything, don't do it for a holiday. Mm. You know, don't do it for a holiday. And people think my smart ass comments are smart ass comments, but I'm like, no, no, legitimately speaking, you know, there's a reason why Thanksgiving has like the second highest suicide rate because you have to make me endure games just to figure out people's names. So there you go. <laughs> oh, man. So, all right. Uh, anyways, so yeah. I- Thanksgiving was great, uh, and uh, desserts. My sister, uh, you know, we had the, of course, the Publix apple pie and stuff like that. We had pumpkin know. and pecan, yeah. so that I'm just gonna keep you on that one. Mm, okay, okay, yeah. No, my 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 brother-in-law has been going crazy on those uh the the pumpkin donut holes. Okay, he's just, they're just buying up a ton of fr- of those while while they still last. So they're in that. But also, uh, my sister made a cheesecake as well. That was really good. Right. With uh, some you nice can never go wrong with cheesecake. Charles blueberry cheesecake. to pour all over it, which was really good. 
Mm-hmm. That is, that is that is a, a good blueberry stuff. glaze. Yeah, blueberry glaze. It was. I'm good, just gonna hang out with your family stuff. more yeah. often. I know, man. Sheesh, we got we got the good stuff. We got the good stuff. Okay. Seriously. Yeah. There's no no diet. We we. Oh wait, how do you guys cook your turkey? Uh, I, I didn't cook it, so I can't. I mean, it. I mean, how, I mean, was it oven roasted? Do you fry it? Um, I think it was oven roasted. No, it was fried. It was fried this time. It was fried. Okay, yeah, we do ours through uh, propane and propane accessories. So, oh, okay. You're a man of culture. Yeah, stick it inside that specifically made turkey propane fryer there and just stick it in there and boom. I have only cooked myself once for Thanksgiving when I was like 18 and the turkey came out fine. But at this age, I'm just like, I'm like, just give me a lot of sauce. It doesn't matter. You know, <laughs> yeah. We'll do whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And of course, I, I didn't eat any leftover Thanksgiving turkey. I didn't eat any. I went straight for the ham. Yeah, I went hard on ham. Yeah, I had like some, like a minor bit of turkey, but if I know if I'm gonna eat something like three effing times, mm-hmm. it's gonna be something else, yeah. you know. And that's what we went on. Yeah. So that was that's our Thanksgiving. We'll ask Andrew how his was when he returns. Charles, anything you're eyeing? Uh, well, I mean, you've been eyeing a ton of stuff through the holidays, through your through the countless sales. Was it you spent less than a hundred dollars thus far? Six games, ninety-eight bucks. Six games, modern games. Six modern, modern games. games right? yeah. Current with gift cards and okay. everything. PlayStation Five, Switch. Right, you're, you're not you're not dipping into the retro stuff like I do. Uh, but yeah, that that sounds good, man. And I, I and I bought myself an Xbox uh, Game Pass Ultimate card that I will use after this current one dollar three months subscription that I have for Game Pass. That's gonna be fun. But uh, as far as because my dad always asks me what do I want and I'm just like you know you know what I want All right give me give me hats get me game cards that stuff like that I haven't and I and I've always and I've always mentioned that I would like a VR headset okay I just I don't know I don't feel comfortable like outright asking for it because that that's it's such it's a, lot a of money. exactly it's and. And how often are you gonna play it uh, well that's the other thing like uh, I'm, I'm sure i would go crazy i would go ham on it for like a month right and then maybe get tired of it i'm not sure yeah, give or take i mean it just depends on like look i love the wii the i love the wii for what it was i love the motion controls i loved everything about that okay even lo- like even the wii u whenever they had like wii remote like controls in the game i was like yeah. oh give me that shit give me that shit every day all day every day so, but like, uh, Nintendo has kind of gone off a little less on that, and the VR stuff intrigues me for that very reason alone. I always thought that was the way it should be in the future, right? Do the whole Ready Player One thing, okay? And, but like, the Oculus is always there, right? It's three hundred bucks. It's the 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 cheap buy-in right there. But do I want Mark Zuckerberg to know everything about me? Yeah, fuck it. <laughs> and that might just be it. That might just be it. If I want to just get into this for the first time ever, so the VR headset is kind of still my, my. I mean, Jeff Bezos knows everything about you, bud. So it's like, yeah, well, that's um, he keeps giving me video games. Okay, as long as he keeps giving me all those prime video games, I can download on my PC. I'm good to go, Charles. Okay, I sent you the list of games that were given away for free this past month. Okay, there's some good stuff there. Like you just, they're getting better. They're getting better. 
Before it was just like, oh, just a bunch of indie crap, but now they're 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 getting legit EA AAA games there. Okay, so and uh, and I, I've got three versions of Control now. <laughs> as long as you have like the Game of the Year edition, because there's one of those few DLCs yeah, I it, did approve of. Yeah, I have. Uh, was it? Um, Ultimate Edition, basically. So yeah, yeah it's pretty yeah. much everything, right? All the DLCs and all that stuff. And because I played the DLC earlier this year, once I got my PS5, because it was a hard thing to play through on the PS4 because too much is happening. So much happens mm-hmm. um, on that screen, but it does wonders. And I think it's if you played Alan Wake, you like the second DLC. But I actually like the Foundation more, the first DLC. It's not that I hate Alan Wake. I just you know don't care. You know, it's there, I get it, but they take too long to make the second game. And I know they had their issues again. Their Which one? Uh, was it American whatever? Well, was that was the sequel to it. Oh, okay. Talking about Control's DLC. Oh, Control, um, okay. okay. AWE is uh, the second one. It's a Alan Wake tie-in. And okay. we'll see when you get there. But if you never played Alan Wake, then it's kind of like, you don't need to play it to know it, but you're going to be like... There's only one, and it's not even the first one on Game Pass... Yeah, and you're, you're uh, like, why do I care about this whiny guy? That's okay. really what your mentality is. Okay. So, I mean, aside from that, I'm not looking for anything more than what I normally would get. So, get me sports yeah. stuff, get me game stuff, and I'm good to go. But now yeah. it's it's now it's just like, what am I going to get for everyone? like the, the kids are the kids is hard getting stuff for like the niece and, and the nephews. Oh yeah. I mean, the the little nephew he's still a baby, right? So it's not really yeah. that big of a deal, but. I'll just get them, I don't know, something. It, it's Once they hit the double-digit age, it's perfect because you can just give them money. Everybody, you buy whatever you want. Yeah. You know, when they're under 10, you can't give a six-year-old cash because your sister's going to control it. So you're yeah. not going to feel like, ah, I want that control. I want that aspect of it. Yeah, and right in my, and gosh, man, my nephew has so many more toys than I ever had in my entire lifetime already. That Sounds right. Yeah, it, it's, 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 a, it's at a point where I'm like, I don't want to give them more <laughs> Cause yeah, because yeah, you're you're fighting you're fighting stuff too at that point. Yeah, what he's gonna like and not like. Well, yeah, that's that's one thing, and and then like another thing is like like whatever like my niece has to be of equal value too, has to be of equal uh, value or substance and stuff like that. So, wait, I, you don't play favorites? I I no I no I try not to I try not to at all. Okay. <laughs> that's that's you know I try and treat them all equally so i may i may just try and do like a combo gift like something they could both could use uh, but i haven't really determined how i'm gonna do that so that's that's kind of my dilemma right now with the kids like my everybody else my parents my my sister my brother-in-law that that that's not gonna be that big of a deal shouldn't be too hard although my dad i might get him something real interesting because he doesn't not listen the to game and watch no that, no that that was it that was it that's what i want to get him oh okay yeah get him a nice zelda machine uh, and it looks pretty sweet it looks pretty sweet from what i've looked uh it has like a nice carrying case and or whatever inside of it it's, it's pretty cool so uh nintendo, nintendo does good stuff with this, these one-off stuffs now yeah yeah so, and, and they're always the problem is they think that everybody's gonna stop buying them and then lo and behold you know, they have too much. Like, there's still Super Mario 3 Superstars or yeah. whatever it's called. Yeah. That's out there. And which you all should go and play. I mean, I have it. And I was that guy that I just knew I was going to buy it. So I'm like, nah, I don't have to worry about this. Oh, is it going to sell out? But it's just high quality stuff. Yeah. So there's that. 
And uh, I, uh, I'll figure it out from the holiday season from there, Charles. Okay. And of course. I don't, I don't what about you? I don't need anything. I mean, yeah, yeah. you know, aside from that, I, I think my parents were like, damn, man, like you bought everything out that we could have just got a suggestion. Like they were too good. And the problem is when you try to tell other people what you want, you're stuck on their time, their finances. And mm -hmm. I would hate for them to have to um, buy something that's at full price. That's the greatest sin. Yeah. The greatest sin a person can do. They say the deepest circle of hell is from uh, murderers and thieves or liars and thieves but in reality it's for people who pay full price for any video game in today's day and age um my personal belief mm -hmm. you know judas judas ain't the only you know judas judas sold out jesus for the uh 30 pence of silver right well you know if you pay 60 bucks and you pre-order a game get the deluxe edition you're gonna be right next to him mm -hmm. chilling out can't do that yeah it's nonsense but i don't really need it i'm sure something will come up but it's just one of those things where I can't be angry at anybody. Mm. Um, if they get it, I'm not going to care either. I'm not going to have a feeling away. I might make like, even though people are going to roll their eyes at me because I know this is the bad man, but if my folks want to get me Battlefield, go ahead, give me Battlefield. I'll play in six months when it's fully complete yeah. <laughs> and updated. And yeah, then yeah, no, um, no, there's a bunch of glitches good. right now. There's a bunch of glitches. Yeah, and that's, with, and that's modern day gaming too. So that's why yeah, I, I try not to buy a lot of day one stuff. However, with the games I did buy, which was extensively new, I'm like, well, I'll just get this price because that's going to be the price, you know, three, four months from now, and I'll just have it. If they get all the, the bugs out there, that's fine, like Returnal. I don't know if it's my kind of game. Got that for eight bucks, though. Yeah. So I'm like, hey, we're going to do yeah, this. Yeah, that so point, it's like, I mean, come on. It's like, it's almost like you're renting it long term. Yeah. Like, yeah. You know, I'll rent it, whatever, play it. Once I'm done playing it, and then you trade it in. It's boom. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. I'm ready for it. Yeah. You know, so that, that's the mindset. That's the logic. Because, like, you bought it for eight bucks. Let's say you, I don't know, you take it to GameStop or whatever. And what oh, I'll get? get it so much more. Yeah, exactly. So you, yeah. you're actually gaining money. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, and I've had that. Like, you'll laugh. So one of the games I traded in was um, before I picked up Mad was um, Uncharted, hmm. um, Lost Legacy. Oh, okay. Loved it. You know, I, I hyped it up. I said it's one of those games that everybody should play, all this other fun stuff. And then, um, but I got that for like $8. The trade-in value for it was like $8. And I'm like, what? I'm just laughing in the corner because, you know, for some people are like, oh, is that low? I'm like, no, it's exactly what I got pay-wise. Yeah. It's great. Thank you. Yeah. You know, you, you guys have made a happy boy. Very happy. Indeed. Yeah. Yeah, gaming on the cheap is so possible now. Like it's ridiculous. It's really like uh, twenty years ago, you probably couldn't do it. You probably couldn't do gaming on the cheap unless you went really old school. But now, it's stupid. What, whatever, whatever era you want. You want modern day era? Go ahead. You want retro era? Sure. Just there's plenty of like the only is if you want if you're a collector and want to get rare games. Then but that's like you're collecting more than you're trying to play them, right? So that's yeah. that's the whole thing there, and. Yeah, aside from that, uh, holiday traditions, Charles, certain movies you got to watch, um, certain things well, you got to watch. I can say this now, so it's going to be great. First and foremost, and anybody who fights me on this is wrong, I get to actually watch a movie that is a holiday movie, and that's a or a Christmas movie, and that's a nightmare for Christmas. For so long, I have been you know, attacked by human beings on this concept that 
it is a Halloween movie. It is not a Halloween movie. I'm saying that right now. Um, it takes place I, before Christmas. <laughs> it, but it starts once Halloween is done. Right. So it's leading into Christmas. It teaches you about Christmas. You have a deranged mm-hmm. home daddy right. learning about the value of Christmas and how Christmas ain't for him, but he can still recognize an appreciation. Really, Nightmare Before Christmas is about tolerance of cultures that are different than you. Yeah, we went meta on that, kids. Um, but I, I myself, I just think that, you know, it's just a Christmas movie. And you can't say both either as a cop-out. Plain and simple to cop-out. Um, going forward, there's that. I watch, what else do I watch? I watch that. I watch, I'm putting on uh, one of the Grinches. Yeah, I don't watch the um, CGI one. I hated it. I thought it was very boring. But I watch the OG one, and then I watch the 2001 with Jim Carrey. Yeah. You have to, right? Yeah. You have to. I watch... Um, I don't watch Die Hard religiously, nor do I watch A Christmas Girl. Gremlins, I don't know if I watched it last year, so it has to be in the rotation. There's some movies that you have to kind of like go to. I'm bringing up a list right now of Christmas mm. movies, and we're going to go this bit for a bit because I told you I'm not in the Christmas mood yet or the Christmas right. mindset. Um, but I'll let you take it away. Oh, we don't do It's a Wonderful Life. We did it last year, and I got to do it like every 10 years because mm. I'll break down crying. Like that movie <laughs> is very very strong yeah i don't watch any of the home alones and that bothers people hmm. but I, i'm i'm, a, okay. I'm gonna say some sh- stuff that's controversial now home alone's overrated i'm just saying i'm sorry it just is it was a yeah. it's definitely a product of its time yeah i think part of it's also being an adult and then you know being a lawyer yeah so there you go i i do watch a variation of a Christmas Carol. What last year was Scrooge, but the mm. best Christmas Carol was a Muppets Christmas Carol. Oh, and if that thank is there. I will watch for it. Saying that because that is a yearly tradition for yeah, me and my it, sister. It, it literally, but it legitimately is the best one. Right. Yeah, Michael Crane as Scrooge. Yeah, yeah okay. it's great. I yeah. mean, Gonzo's just you know running there, and then you know. You feel you Walter and Slidoff being um, the old bosses crack me up. Yeah, the Santa Claus is overrated. I'm saying that too. I don't like any of them, to be honest with you. I don't get people who like it. I, and I, I, th- your opinion of this is starting to become more of a consensus amongst other people because I've watched a ridiculous amount of Santa Claus retrospectives on YouTube mm. that have broken down we, the film and realized that. Well, first off, the whole thing, the whole setup, the whole premise of the the Santa Claus trilogy is all messed up. Okay. Yep. There's some pretty screwed up things going down. Okay. You kill Santa Claus and you become him, and then like from there on, from there on, the whole movie's all screwed up. I mean, and the Tim Allen's character. Is not Unlikable. a good guy. Unlikable. He's well, a... Tim Allen's not really a good guy either. So, well, uh, he's, 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 he's... real recognizes real. <laughs> Tim Allen, I don't care if you're following us and you get offended by it. Your shows suck. Home Improvement's not even that good. I no. said that too. No, what was the other show? Last Man Standing, whatever. Was that? Was... Yeah, yeah. But, and then okay, he's Buzz Lightyear. So, yeah, that's fine. Yeah, you know, yeah. someone married Hitler. Of course, somebody would like you know. Of course, Tim Allen has a redeeming quality. Well, it was Norm Macdonald who uh, who made the jo- who made that whole comedy special called Hitler's Dog or something like that. Is it? Here we are. It, it is. It is Hanukkah, but and here we. This is where we. Are. No, but this is no Norm Macdonald. We need Andrew. Norm Macdonald's special. One of his. I think his only Netflix one. 
was, I think he specifically wanted it to be titled Hitler's Dog. Even Hitler's Dog liked him or something. <laughs> and yeah. his, the whole premise of his joke was like, you know, the, the, Hitler, he, he liked dogs and he had a dog. And he, there was a dog that thought he was the greatest guy on earth because that's what dogs do. True. They love their owners. <laughs> so um, he made the whole bit about that. And it's it's hilarious. Side note, Charlie Brown Christmas. I don't watch it religiously, but yeah. that's always something. That's Batman Returns is a Christmas movie. I just want to remind that to people in case they forget. I didn't. I watched it like last year. I don't need to watch it again. Yeah. Um, we're going. We're going to the list. So this might take a moment, but I Here think it's Gremlins. Here I watched last year. I don't care there. for Elf. I have never seen Elf, and it, you know how there's you like Will Ferrell movies. Wait, that you've you never seen you Elf. I saw like bits of it last year upon it. I think right. I've, I swore I've dropped All that right, line down. Yeah. But, okay. You getting me on the sand lot. You haven't seen Elf. I mean, come on now. Yeah. But the thing is, Elf to me, it it just discourages itself. Will Ferrell, when there's Will Ferrell hits and they're good, I love them. And then there's Will Ferrell movies. You're like, no. Elf was one of them growing mm. up. And, but also at 13, because that's how old I was at 2003, 13, 14. I don't want to watch no damn Christmas movie. I want to see explosions. You know, that, that was the mindset because I'm a heathen. I'm a troglodyte. Just living it up. And I think that kind of went there. One mm. day, I'll, I'll okay. give it a shot. That's sure. Angsty but... teen. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Shadow yeah. the Hedgehog here. Christmas story all day, every day when it's on. Yeah. But the funny funny part is it's never start to finish. When it starts to finish, it's whatever I leave off on. on well, TNT it's on. Yeah, exactly. TNT does the 24-hour thing. And it's like... you. Um, and but at that I mean you honestly like no matter what point of the movie that you start to watch it at you watch it and then you'll, yeah, exactly. you'll you even get the loop around just to catch yourself up like okay I saw the, the beginning now okay you got the, yeah, full, the it, whole experience but it's just there to be there yeah no it's it's a, um, it's a classic it's it's that is also a definitely hey on that day you got to watch that yeah stuff. you have to we'll kick you out of the house if yeah. you don't um yeah. die hard i don't watch it religiously on christmas but i can acknowledge it as a christmas movie yeah sure um, Nightmare for Christmas is on there. Holly Grinch Stole Christmas. All right, so okay, so the I, Grinch I, movies or the Grinch, yeah, we got three of them, yeah. right? We got the yeah. I, I saw for the first time because you know, nephew, I saw yeah. the the CGI illumination one. Trash. It's it, boring. It's such a like. There's no. There's no conflict in that movie right like yeah it, it, it's it's like he's hanging out with people normally and he's just kind of uh the one dick that wants to, to steal their presence and that's it but like everybody's like, like there's no like vitriol for the character or him having tons of vitriol it for really the just Hoos. portrays him as the worst person yeah but like it's not even it's not at, at the extreme of i would say as the original who just like he just really hated the who's and then of course jim carrey's character where the who's for the most part, hated him. So, yeah, you know, it's just, you know, Mar- Mar- everybody was just hating on Martha Mayhew and the Grinch going at it. And uh, the mayor had to get in, in the way. Fun fact, I was Mary Mayhew for The Office like three years ago. It was yeah. so much fun. <laughs> I slicked the bear- hair back and everything. Um, loved it. I wore like a robe and I put a pillow on in between to get the fatness in there. <laughs> so, but there's that... I feel like I'm missing one, and I went through the list. But, but what, so, what what can you contribute? So, like the, the only thing for the, so that I just want to say that so my favorite of the Grinches is the Jim Carrey, Jim Carrey one. Yeah, of course. I, of course. I love that movie. I, I absolutely love the movie. Okay, I mean, I got the I got the soundtrack. I got like I just love that movie. Okay, I could watch that thing ten times, and I tried to show it to my nephew last year, 
And he just, he was not into it at all. At all. At all. I don't know. The, maybe the whole live action thing. You know, he's all, well, he's used to everything CGI with everything. You know, let's just be happy. So I was like, okay. That you have I gave, I gave the new Grinch a chance. The, okay. The, I will say this. The sequence where he's stealing the presents is pretty well animated and pretty cool. I thought that was pretty cool. It was pretty clever how he did some of the stuff. That that was part. That was the best part of the movie for me. Um, was when he was stealing the presents and the animation that went into the whole showing of that. That was the only redeeming thing that I could say of the. the but I don't remember anything else about that movie. So, so that that's that's my opinion on the Three Grinches. So and of course the OG is the OG. Yeah. The OG is the OG. Okay, what else we got um, on this list? Well, I've kind of exhausted a lot of it when we talk about. Then there's like yeah. the Miracle 34th Street. I don't watch that. I don't yeah. think it was good. I didn't no, like it as a kid. I didn't like it at all. Yeah. What I do like to do, is, and you know, this is mind you, we're talking about like three years ago, so maybe I won't follow up the same way. But um, I love holiday special television. Of have course. since the beginning of time. Yeah. And one thing that Comedy Central does, and I did a, I did a switch on it. But one thing that Comedy Central does is does the Office Marathon mm-hmm. and. The Office, I feel, has not aged well, you know, at the end of the day. However, I, I, I mean, I for me, it's like specials. I watched so much of it, so much of the reruns that I just I'm sick of it to this yeah. to this point. Like, I, um, I, I can still like if Seinfeld pops on, I can still sit there and watch an episode of that. You yeah. know, and, and that happens. But that, The Office is like, uh, what? Well, okay, what point of this? Is this a, is this a Michael Scott heavy episode? Because then I can deal. But aside from that, no. You but know. I love. Their holiday episodes. I love their Christmas yeah. episodes, and you know, I, I when it's on a full marathon, I'm like let's just do this. Yeah. Let, let's go all in. And then one of the things I've done is, um, if, if you're if you're people who like shots and getting a little heavy party for Christmas, what you could do is watch The Office and take a shot for every cringy thing that happens in the Christmas mm-hmm. episode. You will not survive Benihana's Christmas. <laughs> I promise that a, you that. That is that is one of the yeah. That's probably one of the best episodes of the entire series. Oh um, yeah, it's just hands down. I also love I love the season two episode where um, the Secret Santa, the um, Yankee Swap, the White Elephant, mm, because mm-hmm. it's um, Jim and Pam. When The Office was good, the same way of when The Simpsons were good is the best episodes are the ones that have the true genuine emotion in there. Yeah, and like Lisa's braces episode of The Simpsons, just hands down top tier writing on every scale. But The Simpsons don't do that anymore because they sold out to. The corporation was well, fine. Well, but, well, yeah, well, everybody says after season eight, the re- the rest of the show that as well not be yeah. canon. So. Yeah, about ten for me. I, yeah. I I went as far, and then I I think I owned ten seasons on DVD because that's how much I loved it. Because everything was oh, chef's kiss. But you do the office. Um, Brooklyn Nine Nine has a couple of good uh, Christmas episodes. Parks and Rec had a few. It's been a while since I watched it because every time I watch Parks and Rec, then I get into the idea of like, man, this is better than the office, and people crap on me for it. But I think really, I think. I, I th- think there's a lot of truth there's, to it. I think there's a nice contingency of fans that would say the same, especially now that it's getting reruns too. So it, it comes in. Um, um, Letterkenny has an excellent Christmas episode. Hmm. I think it's called the Three Kings episode, and I watched it like two years ago, and I, I'm a big fan of it. Uh, there's like Bob's Burgers. I like their Christmas episodes. Um, the Simpsons, of course. I have, have to fun. get into Letterkenny. I mean, I have, like, uh, get, it's either, get more it's either for you or not for you. That's the way I tell. People. Okay, is it like, like always sunny? Is that a for you or not for you type of deal? You know? Yeah. Okay. Except it's in, it's Canada. Well, that's what Canadians. I'm saying. Like, I'm, I'm I'm good with Canadians. That's fine. I mean, I can send you the YouTube clip that convinced me to watch it, and okay. then you can make your own determinations there. And I was like, 
dead ass like falling on the floor it was beautiful okay um but no television specials are just great for me for some reason yeah because even then you get like the flintstones christmas carol and then you get the jetsons christmas i but mean I'm about we, specifically, were, we were those are shows i have to that, watch starting from we really were nickelodeon and cartoon network okay mm-hmm Okay, every Nickelodeon show had their Christmas specials. Heck, the Rugrats had all three. They had a Kwanzaa, they had a Hanukkah, and a Christmas. You had all those. Uh, Rocco's Modern Life, freaking Cat Dog. Every major one, Angry Beavers, every single major Nicktoon had a Christmas special. And a good one. And a pretty good one. Heck, was it was it the one with Doug where they tried to like put his dog down? For because uh, like biting, I, I have repressed biting that. the girl because but the dog was just trying to save her from uh, going to the thin ice, and that was the that yeah that was the Christmas special that was that was the Nickelodeon Doug by the way not the the shitty Disney version yeah we don't acknowledge Disney Doug yeah, yeah um, I did I did forget one show that and you should throw stones at me Futurama's Christmas episodes are great yeah. Of course. Because Santa Claus yeah, is going to them. Yeah. So y'all, y'all need to watch that. I'm almost done with them. I'm finally committed myself to finally finishing the final two seasons. Really? I missed out. Wow. They came back in law school, and you know what happened. Oh, I missed a lot of things. That's right. Okay. Yeah, that's right. Okay. And it's been good. It has those emotional moments too. I still feel like it went on a season too long. Yeah. But um, still, still, still good stuff. But Christmas television is always going to make me feel something more to it i I like yeah with futurama you have the story arc with robo santa right Mm -hmm. um so that's when he's you know way too harsh and everybody's trying to kill everybody because everybody's naughty uh uh, american dad's got a great story arc oh my god are you talking about are you talking about the best episode ever which is like the apocalypse comes and then stan has like one hand yeah yeah and then the antichrist yeah oh my god that one's a good one that one's great but for american dad it's a whole story arc because mm-hmm. they like I don't know, it's, the, uh, it's with Santa Claus. Basically, Santa Claus is their enemy the entire time, and but it's it's something that they've continued for like all the fifteen or so seasons that they've done it. Uh, his dad becomes Krampus, you know. Roger was was Jewish Santa Claus for a bit mm-hmm. in one episode, like. But they're all aligned. They're all linked, and they're all pretty damn funny and pretty good. I I, I look forward to them every year, so. So the American Dad's got some good ones. Bob's Burgers got the good ones Dad's too. Good ones. Yeah, South they're... Park, not so much. I like I like the introduction of Mr. Hankey, and then when they shot down Santa. Yeah. But they they also don't go hard on like <laughs> the, Christmas specials. Yeah, unless I mean, you the go last with one, Critter Christmas. The last one with Mr. Hankey when he said all that when he was on Ambien, <laughs> that yeah. one's pretty good. <laughs> but yeah, South Park's just there to make me laugh with post COVID pandemic. I was, um, yeah, specials. I need to watch the post COVID one. Actually, I loved one. it. It, like it's not as funny but i loved everything they did to it yeah and because you always wonder what because the only idea of what we had a semblance of a future version of them was skinny cartman mm-hmm. when he was buff and yeah. then he comes like congratulations Derek, you've come back in time and you changed everything and then he becomes fast like crack uh but this gives a little insight of what i think the truth would be and then the other episode i damn it there was like another tv show and it does not go without mentioning of why I liked it. And I don't think it was animated, but we went off 
the rails in the best way because i love little stuff like this it'll come back to me it'll come back mm-hmm. even like drama shows you know they'll go in because we also like comedies even a lot of drama shows will put in that classical christmas episode looking at you nip tuck which has been on my mind lately but i can't go down there that that creates a different charles mm-hmm. i'll just you know go get plastic surgery redoing all these drugs we can't have that happen um there's one and it's about me but anyway because i could just deflect onto yeah. it and i don't want to say yeah. time. but i feel christmas television is definitely something that one wants to watch that should watch that ought to watch yeah the, um, the only pl- it, it, gets, I mean, it makes me feel the, the only place like that are hit and miss a lot of the time are the streaming services and their christmas stuff because some of them are just way too like uh cheesy sugary hallmark hallmark versions of, of christmas specials yeah. then some of them are like you know we want ones that actually create a story I, I, like i'll give you a great example batman the animated series episode two oh, is a christmas anything episode from batman because it's, it is great but it's so a christmas <laughs> episode because that's your introduction to the joker yeah. and it's about christmas and he's like poisoning gotham i'm gonna watch that later and arkham origins was a christmas game actually so. back in arkham origins and we that was also, christmas games yeah, yeah. so yeah, that's true. We don't get a lot of video games that are set during the holidays, at the very least. They don't have to be Christmas games, but have to be set during Christmas, and that was one of them. Uh, the, the part that I really liked with Arkham Origins, first off, I got it for Christmas, um, yeah. so that was pretty cool while I was playing that on the Wii U. Uh, but uh, there's a part of the game where like it, it hits midnight, and then you know Alfred gives you that little call. Merry Christmas, Bruce. Merry Christmas, Alfred. Like, it's like, oh, you know. Oh. That game was underrated, I feel. That's because people, because first off, I think it wasn't, oh, who, who was it, Rocksteady or whatever was the. Yeah, it wasn't Rocksteady, it was the, WB Montreal. Yeah, but still, whatever. Sheesh, they got the engine, okay? Same thing. It wasn't as long or as deep as Arkham City, but it wasn't meant to be, okay? It's a prequel. It wasn't meant to be. It's a tiny little, not even a spinoff, it's just a prequel. So, anyways, that was Arkham Origins, but. Uh, another good Christmas thing that I, I Netflix uh, the Christmas Christmas Chronicles with Kurt Russell, that's actually pretty good. I haven't I, watched it. I yeah. tried to and I fell asleep two years ago. And I love me some Kurt Russell. Yeah, I no, think we we put him on blast Kurt, several times on our show. We did no. I put him. I actually put him up because uh, he was on the minor league baseball team. Yeah, yeah, and like, yeah. I think I went down the rabbit hole of how much yeah. I love him. Yeah, I'm no, a for a little, he's he's little pretty damn good in in. Uh, in Christmas Chronicles, he's Santa Claus. He's... They have Goldie Hawn as his wife. Yeah, in he's... the sequel. Yeah, so that's that's pretty that's pretty cool. So uh, Christmas Chronicles is actually pretty pretty damn good. All right, where are we? We are at fifty one minutes, Charles. I'm assuming Andrew will be here soon. I don't know if he's indicated anything to us. I can still chime in on about some Christmas stuff if we got to kill the nine minutes because <laughs> I saw something you know, on one of the Twitter polls where they say, what's better opening, you know, Christmas day basketball or, um, NFL Thanksgiving or, um, NFL Thanksgiving. And anybody who loves NFL Thanksgiving is a liar and you shouldn't believe them whatsoever. If they truly do enjoy it for whatever reason might be, we must commit them because NFL Thanksgiving is just absolute trash. I might say that because the Titans never play on NFL Thanksgiving, but I just never enjoy it well, okay, to a so, degree. So NFL, so this is actual sports topic here. So, so yeah, look at that. We're we're bringing it in. <laughs> so NFL Thanksgiving, okay, 
is worse because they don't put in the effort to make it compelling. Christmassy. To make it compelling. To make it compelling at all. <laughs> NFL Thanksgiving is because, first off, you have the Detroit Lions who have to play on Thanksgiving, apparently. For some reason. <laughs> so, right there and then, you have one team that's historically awful that most people don't even care about. Hey, my boss. My boss is born and raised in Detroit. He finally... Uh, he finally disowned the Lions this year, and he's he's not he's been living in L.A. for quite some time. He's just a Los Angeles Rams fan now. Okay, but that's one of those where like, oh yeah, I totally understand. Yeah, get rid of the Lions. <laughs> don't don't love them at all. Don't whatever you know. You don't, no more ties to them at all. So he's hey Arnold Arnold's Christmas when May finds his daughter. Oh, on this list. So that, that I, I still I haven't watched that. 25 years. I remember Ooh. that exactly. Oh, that I one hits you, Charles. That one hits you right in the feels. Okay. I mean, my God. That's a, that's probably the best Nicktoons one. That is the hits, best man. Nicktoons one. Like, I don't even, I don't think Cartoon Network can have anything that even stands up to that. Okay, Cartoon Network even got silly ones. Yeah, got Johnny Bravo Christmas is pretty fun too. You know, because he gets like those guest stars. You get what's a uh, Donny Osmond or whatever inside there too. I think Weird Al's in it too. I think. Um, uh, but yeah. Oh God, that Hey Arnold episode is abs- That's probably one of the best episodes of the series too. That's another one. That's 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 one of those. I mean, he he, he gets back his daughter like from Vietnam. He had to abandon her. Like that's some real stuff. And that, now that I'm working with what I do, you know. That's that's some real stuff that 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 and then Helga gives up her was it her boots right the the boots that she wanted yeah because I think it's a gift of a magi um, yeah. homage yeah exactly so it, it, yeah though no, that one's that one's a good one Charles ooh that is amazing you, I'm deep diving on a list as we're talking yeah so it's like yeah. it's like perfect so but, oh anyway so yeah, yeah Thanksgiving yeah, NFL like... so you got the Detroit Lions in one. It doesn't matter who you pair them with. The, the Lions are probably going to lose. That's one. And it, it's probably not going to be compelling at all. Okay, Either because you're either going to pair them with a team that's way better than them. And it'll just, just like be a everybody blowout, these days. Or it'll be another mediocre team. And you're going to get another mediocre outcome. So actually, what was the NFL? Okay, so let me, let me look at the... It was Raiders and Cowboys. And the Cowboys blew it. Yeah. Okay. So the the NFL uh, Thanksgiving freaking games were I'm going back week twelve. Here we go. Lions so, in Chicago were the other one. So okay. So the Lions and the Chicago Bears. Chicago Bears are not a good team. Okay. Andy Dalton was leading the way. No one was watching that. Anyway. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. The Raiders and the Cowboys. The Raiders. Ah, the AFC West is. I forgot there's Golden Girls episodes of the Christmas. Yeah. So and we the Cowboys the blew it. Here. So we so it was more about that. Of course, the Cowboys have to play on on Thanksgiving too. That's another one. But at least that's a team people want to watch. Well, for, yeah, haters you know, and fans yeah, alike. You know, yeah. it's like the it's like you know, if the New York Yankees had I don't know where they they played on I don't know Fourth of July every year or something like that. It's like, okay, people Field of Dreams, man. Yeah, that's all well, you have to do. So so there's that, and then. Then the la- you had the Bills and the Saints. 
Yeah. So, and once again, one of those random matchups that they put on Thursday night, right? That's not a special thing at all. Thanksgiving in New Orleans, but it's it's not a special like it's just a regular Thursday night game that just happens to be on Thanksgiving. It's gumbo every day, baby. So it was, yeah. NBA positions their Christmas games to be legitimate good matchups. It's also the start of the season, really, when you think of it. Yeah, yeah, because like all the, this it's, has been it's around. Play. Yeah, the quarter point of the season. Okay, we know which teams suck by that point. We knew, we know which teams are good by that point. We know which teams are kind of kind of fighting jostling for those those bottom spots or even in the middle, right? Like we we know at that point because NBA is a lot easier to predict who's good and who's not. NHL is a toss up, right? Sheesh, NHL is a toss up. But NHL doesn't have NHL has New Year's. New Year's is is their thing. It's it's just the Winter Classic. It's the Winter Classic. So, but the Winter Classic is a game that is a interesting matchup for whatever reason either it's because of historical reasons it's because of the setting or it's because they put two legitimately good teams against each other but and the nba is the same thing not everybody gets to play on christmas not everybody gets to play on christmas we don't want none of you yeah uh the kings i mean kings. I, I mean i remember the, the the miami heat versus lakers was a thing was a thing Shaq versus Kobe, that was a thing. I mean, that that was one of the more legendary games between uh, the Heat and the Lakers during the regular season. Was uh, I think that 2005 Christmas game between the the Lakers and and, and the Heat. So you had that. Uh, you had the the Cavs versus the Heat when LeBron was uh, going off against uh, Dwayne Wade, and Dwayne Wade had like a great game uh, to to win for the on Christmas for the Heat. So. So you get those rivalry games. You get games that will get people talking. So, yeah, definitely NBA Christmas is way better than NFL Thanksgiving. NFL Andrew Thanksgiving. says he's going to try to be there in five. Okay. So, so as, I, I'm, as I'm just going through everything, I'm on this uh, Christmas specials fandom. Mm-hmm. And, you know, this is giving me TV shows and all that stuff. I, I don't know if I want to see any of the It's Always Sunny Christmas stuff. Well, because well, it's just well, there's only one episode. Up. There's only one yeah. episode. But and, sometimes you just need that one episode, you know. Yeah, no, they they they've only they only have one. Oh, have you you haven't seen it? You haven't seen the. I've seen it. I don't remember. It's been a long time. It was I okay. It. I I recently I just actually watched it yesterday. <laughs> it was uh, <laughs> uh, uh, Frank always gave uh, Dennis and D. Oh, oh, never gave Dennis and D any good present. He would always buy the stuff that they wanted and keep it for them for himself. Yeah. It was that, and so he bought like a, a Countach and like this super expensive purse uh, and kept it from them. And then they went, they tried to do a whole Christmas Carol thing <laughs> with one of his old partners. And then Charlie and Mac were trying to get everybody in the Christmas spirit by trying to go back to their traditions. And then Mac realizes that his parents would just take him to different houses to steal stuff from other people. And that them, 70 show has some good yeah. Christmas episodes. And so. uh, and Charlie finds out that his mom was a prostitute. That yeah, there we go. That's what it was. <laughs> but I, I don't want destruction of Christmas in my stuff. Yeah, it's the way I also don't like. I hate Christmas horror movies. Y'all already had Halloween. Oh, Why are you okay. trying to Do put you... that? Don't put that peanut butter in my chocolate. Well, it, it seems weird, right? That a lot of horror movies are released in December. 
Like Resident Evil mm. is coming out. Or has, yeah. has it come out already? Well, you can have it, but I'm talking about them Christmas Halloween movies. Oh, specifically like, Christmas. Specifically. Oh, okay. Okay. I'm like, y'all have some deep-rooted issues that we can take you to therapy for. It's perfectly fine. It's not I, an issue. I just find it always interesting that they release horror movies in Christmas. Maybe, maybe it's for those people that are anti-Christmas and they just want something completely the opposite of Christmas. Yeah. I get like, that. If you, if you guys really want some of that, you know, hoodoo voodoo we could take it down mm. to the south man we'll teach you and we haven't but got... it's just those those movies are never really good krampus was okay because my brother-in-law yeah. likes that kind of stuff and i just look at well, my that's, sister and that's say, an interesting into it. yeah that's that's at least something that has to do with a different tradition mm-hmm. for other countries for the holiday you know and like that makes sense i think krampus makes sense to be released because krampus I, I is a not... black christmas yeah um so that, oh, that king of the hill has some good christmas episodes yeah yeah king of the hill has a good ones um uh we haven't even talked about christmas songs either oh oh let, let, I, we haven't okay. gone down there because andrew's so, not here yet so we, usually, we're gonna fill some time before we get to our i, I usually did not jump in on that until like december 10th but then i did the math i said well really christmas movie is only good up till December 25th. So I've allowed myself to slowly eased in. Yeah. But there's yeah, like three song. Christmas songs that I will put on blast 100%. Like, you know, on repeat. I need to hear it every time. I don't change that channel. I will put it on at work, especially when we get to literally right next to Christmas. Mm-hmm. I got to hear it. So first and foremost, probably the best Christmas song out there. Last Christmas by George Michael and Wham. Love it. Mm, Just, I, yeah. I can't say no to it. Um, yeah. Yeah. Eh, BU says, or just trying to take advantage of the holiday crowds in general. Yeah, the movies would do that, and we are doing too. Um, but yeah, Last Christmas by Wem, NSYNC, just right there. Put that Christmas album in my veins. Um, <laughs> hands down, you know, Under My Tree, Mistletoe. I'll, 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 I'll serenade you right now, man. Don't do this to me. <laughs> Nothing else we ever do. And show you how we under much. Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays. Just blast that shit. It's such a banger. Mm. Um, now I have to go down this deep dive. Yeah. I, I do not care for Mariah Carey. All right, because I, I worked gonna... in retail. I worked in retail, and I can't. Oh do my god, you hear that? You're hearing that ad nauseum. My god, ad nauseum. I mean, all out once or twice in life. You have to. Um, yeah. But we're going to go down the list as you tell us your side of the story, and then we'll go to the Okay, so one song that I do get stuff. sick of is Feliz Navidad. Uh, yeah, be- yeah, I can't. One time. You hear it one time. It's, I mean, it's literally, what, two verses and that's it? And then they yeah, repeat Feliz it Navidad. and repeat it and repeat it. It's, it's not good. It's not Feliz good. Navidad. Um, oh. <laughs> uh, I saw Mommy Kissing Santa Claus by Jackson Fox. Eh, no. Rough around over there is fine. Um, oh, the, the the Weird Al Christmas song. Have you heard that one? Yeah, yeah. That one's it's good. Been a bit, I, 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 I like that it. one. I like that one good. Um, I am finally here. What's up? Welcome back. What's up, Andrew? We're, we, we've not uh, much, guys. How are you? We've we've We're been good. we've been doing an hour of just talking about the holidays. Okay, not much sports in and of itself. But there was sports. Uh, well, it's it's funny you're mentioning holidays because that's where I was for. Oh, well, all right. So now we can get the 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 Hanukkah aspect here because me and Charles, of course, are just talking about Christmas. And oh, here's a question. Here's a I question. I haven't answered that question. A big uh, question. Yeah. 
wait, it, uh, uh, it's the same question I were thinking about. What, like the days? Like yeah. Should... Okay, here we go. So, Andrew, so we are, of course, of different religions or whatever, but... Right. Is there, I, I don't know if there's a thing where, let's say, you know, we there's eight days where, like, your Christian or other denomination friends, like, which is the best day to give a Jewish person a gift? Is it, like, the first day? Is it the uh, last day? Or is it the middle? Right. I, I see you're going with that. Is it day six um, for some reason? We can't give you all seven. We're very poor. Or does that have to fall, like, a weekend or something? Well, l- l- let me say this. So, the... At least how I was raised. I don't know if that is for other families. I'm assuming more wealthy families might buck this trend. But for at least how I grew up and I'm assuming the average Jewish family, instead of one big gift, uh, like at Christmas, it's usually, you know, the one big gift as far as I know. It's, you know. You know, what do you want for Christmas? Oh, I want a, a bicycle or I want a PS5 or whatever. Um, we don't really do that. We do eight small gifts day by day. Um, small in comparison to like a big ass gift, like a bike or whatever. Um, I mean, if there is a day to give the bigger gift it would typically be on the eighth the final night mm, okay um because that's you know really i mean all day eight days are important obviously but really the, the ones that people participate in the most would be the first and the eighth um you know it's the beginning and the end um, I don't know. That's so. If you if you were an individual and you're told you're getting a gift for a Hanukkah gift, and you're like, do you want on the first day, middle of the celebrations, like third, fourth day, or on the last day? You as an adult and as a child, um, not getting an eight or seven or whatever the amount is. Well, well, actually, now that I think about it, I'm I'm kind of pulling back some memories uh typically and and again generally the gifts aren't as large as the gifts for christmas but if i remember correctly usually it's seven smaller gifts and then a larger gift on the eighth night if i'm if i'm remembering correctly um I mean, again, it's there's not a perfect analog to Christmas or other holidays in that regard. But um, so, so there's no like. But if you sweet had to pick a day, day. Wait, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. I just thought of it. I just thought of. I just thought of it. Um, advent calendar. Okay. Well, yeah, the advent calendar is probably the closest in a sense because there. The, especially Catholics follow, or I mean, follow that because uh, I mean, technically I mean, it's not just like the Christmas season is not just Christmas day it's right. a whole thing 
Right, but <clears throat> I mean, true advent calendar. I mean, I've seen you know the twenty, the twenty, the twenty-four, an advent calendar for wine, uh, advent calendar for dogs, but I've gotten the notion that it's not big gifts. They're little, we'd call them tchotchkes, like little small gifts, like really tiny gifts. Uh, am, am I understanding that correctly? Okay. I'm just saying, if you yeah, we're, we're trying to you had to pick a day of Hanukkah, yeah, to receive your gift, day one, last what's day, the day that you want what's, what's the day the you want spot? It would be the eighth day, the last okay. day. So ma- right. maximum joy on the eighth day. Right. So we kind of called that a little bit. Okay. All Proud right. of us. Okay. It was a very, uh, it was a very fun first bits of the conversation as we just sit there because we're just talking about exchanging and, gifts. I'm like, I don't know. Be is giving us examples of different advent calendars. You got a chocolate one. You got a Lego one. <laughs> so, um, okay. All right. So that kind of answers our question because I couldn't find anything on there. Wasn't any, even a Reddit thread about it which is i don't know something that could be interesting hey which day is the best day we're revolutionary bud that's what it is yeah (laughs) (laughs) we're asking the big questions yeah so oh and how was your thanksgiving andrew it went it went very well it was just my mom and me um you know my sister's out of town and or both my sisters are out of town for that matter um so it's just my mom and me, and I think that's actually grammatically correct, um, because I th- I think if you remove the other subject of the sentence, whatever, uh, I don't know. I'll I'll have to. Go- yeah. uh, I'm gonna go with mom and me for now. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway. Went well. Uh, we didn't make a full turkey because what's the point if you have just two people and we didn't want to have turkey for a month. Um, so we just got like a little frozen turkey loaf, which, mm. you know, not the greatest thing in the world, but it, it got the job done. Um, we did stuffing, obviously. Nice. We skipped the uh, green bean casserole this year. Um, and then we did... Uh, one of my personal favorites is... Um, uh, sweet uh, sweet potato casserole. Ah, uh, okay. Wow, you would really... I feel like I wish Andrew was here for this, as you just completely crapped on it. I, I mean, I just, I, I, I don't like it. My dad even asked me, do you want sweet potato? I'm like, dad, I haven't had this in 34 years of my life. Like, I've never indicated I've ever liked it. Have you not Listen, noticed? If, if prepared right, it's, it's good shit. So what you've yeah. got is yeah. you've got your yams. Yeah. You get them nice yams? and mushed up. Mm-hmm. You throw in a bit of brown sugar. Yeah. And then here's the key here. Here's the key. You got to throw in some pineapple juice. Whoa. <laughs> Charles's mind just exploded. <laughs> you got to throw in some. Maybe. And, maybe I need, some, I need a little more of a kick to mine. 
and to get me over the whole sweet potato thing. And little little chunks of it, not big chunks, but you know, tiny little chunks. Um, and then last but not least, you got to put little baby marshmallows on top. Well, I, I even like, I, yeah, my sister has it with the baby marshmallows and everything, but like, I I still can't. And I still don't like pairing it with the regular meal because some people consider it a dessert, but everybody that eats it at my place is eating it as a side dish. So I don't, I don't know. It's just and you me. could have it as dessert. But once again, I'm Problem not solved. a sweet potato guy. I'm not. No, well, I, I'm not a sweet I potato eat, guy. So. I eat it as a dessert. Oh, okay. Okay. I, I, I know people who don't who eat it as part of the main dish. Which I mean, more power to them, but that's not just that's just not me. Um, I pair it with the pump. Mm. So you, you know, I get, my, I get my fill of the turkey and the stuffing and the mashed potatoes and whatever stuff, and then I've got my dessert going, which is the sweet potato casserole and your pumpkin pie. Mm. Okay. All right. All right. Uh, let's see. So, oh, let's. So we're 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 gonna go with because we're way past the halfway point. Let's let's do a word from our non-sponsors, people, places, things, concept, what have you that we've been enjoying over the last week, guys. Who wants to go for this last canon episode for the year? I can go. I don't right. think I've started off in a while. Okay. So this is terrible. Because I don't know the name of it, but I have to speak about it because it was so good. It was mind blowing. I was in a wedding in Miami this weekend and shout out to my friend who got married and all that stuff. And the food that they got was like a food truck. So, you know, instead of having to do chicken and fish, that boring ass kind of style of getting wedding, they went what I think is spiritually akin to what I would do if I ever decided to just kind of like buy into the taxation of life like that and just become miserable for the rest of my days until I die. They want to get the food truck. The next best thing would just do in a Golden Corral buffet, in my opinion, but that's life. So they had like mini burgers, mini sliders, like a coal fired pizza. I'm like, what? You know, I had a personal pan piece. I'm like, this is fantastic. But then came desserts. And maybe you guys will know it because you live in Miami, so maybe you can help me out here because I sure as hell don't. But aside from the wedding cake, dessert was a vendor who had ice cream and churros, and it was like an ice cream cup with the churro inside. Ice cream cup with a churro inside, dear Lord. Yeah. Uh, and, and I topped it off with dulce. Uh. And I Ooh. was just in. I was just oh, in heaven. Oh, no, it right. was just oh, monumentally food, so good. Food truck, and, Miami churros. Let me just let me see churros food yeah. truck Miami. Let, we'll, we'll, we're gonna see if we can hunt this down. We're, we're gonna try to find it. I should have just known. I should have just known, but I think I was just in a hurry to Let's leave see, because Santo Dulce and they, they, what, they have to do catering, right? They they, they they yeah, they would have to do catering. I mean. I, it could be churro media. I don't know. Like I don't know for sure, but to a degree, it could just be vending, you know, vendor trucks in that sense. But it was, it was um, so good, you guys. It was ridiculous. Okay, we're, the we're... ice cream was good. They gave you a couple options. You have dulce. You have condensed milk. You could have like another option, okay. and then the churro. But that dulce was good. 
it, it was just so sweet. And you guys know I have a sweet tooth. You, it, it is very known. Okay, so just I mean, what I will put into my body. I'm a, I'm here on Roaming Hunger, which is a food truck website here. Yeah, I put my I mean food trucks, churro Could food be trucks. Churro maniac. I mean, let's 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 look at their menu, okay? Let's look at their menu and see if we can find a way to to hunt these people down. Uh, let's see. How do I, you I just want to give a shout out. I just want to give a shout out. Now, mind yeah. you, I could text the person who got married, but I'm lazy, so <laughs> that don't happen yeah. all the time with me. Let me see. Uh, I just want to see if we can confirm it. If not, we we just need to know that. Uh, I just have to let you guys know that this kind of thing exists. Let me see. I mean, but I want to see it for myself. I want to see what it would have looked like. Hold on. Let's see the Santo Dulce. Let's see if these people have something. I mean, I see churros and ice cream. Let's see. That's them. That's them. Oh, we found it. Santo Dulce, you were so good oh my that ice God. cream was so tasty oh the, the the churro was so delicious wait is that a fruity pebble combo yes Ooh. yes there is Ooh, i was almost gonna give it to um fat's chicken over by fort pierce because they do chicken and waffles and i had that before thanksgiving break and i had um fruity pebbles um waffles but when i had the churro it was just over oh my it was just, god it was just oh, in like sin. it was gonna happen let's look at the menu before we leave this okay all right you got the halo churro in a halo shape okay celebrate halo infinite coming out halo over ice cream santo sunday or you got mini halo sampler box there we go step one you choose your halo look at that nutella and almonds guava and cheese dulce de leche and coconut chocolate and nuts and sea salt dulce de leche and cheese maple and bacon oreo and nutella fruity pebbles cinnamon sugar but, oreo dust and rainbow sprinkles and i didn't have any of those options because as a wedding you know you're kind of stuck with whatever Ice they give it to you base santa teresa there you go Fresa, you see it you santa see it crema cookies and cream santa de... holy shit Buddy, you you gotta find time to go get that. I, I, I must now, for sure. <laughs> and Andrew, we gotta hunt this down. <laughs> Shaking Santo, and they they just sell you the ice cream out of the scoop if you want. Oh, but so to to expand on it, delicious, everything delicious, everything so good, everything so tasty, very sweet. My, I didn't even need an energy drink driving back home, man. This is like ten thirty at night when I was bailing. It was just so good. They're hiring. If you all want to work there, come on now. Listen, man, I'll sell out. You know, (laughs) but that's terrible. That's like an alcoholic working at ABC liquor. I couldn't do it because I would just, you know, (laughs) that's the diabetes. That's the way. That's the goodbye, Charles, and everything um, that happened to it. But I, I was a big fan. So Santo Dulce, Shiro Venom, we found you. We found you. The power of the internet. Power of the internet. Uh, Ode. Ooh, promo code just dulce baby dulce mm. whoa dear lord i'll go next i guess All and right. uh to your point francisco yes we we're gonna have to <laughs> to find that place um so my non-sponsor oddly i never thought i'd be saying this is the college football playoff committee oh my god well, actually, not the committee, the management group, or whatever. Always a catch. So, mm. as I've told 
you guys and the show. Uh, for the past few weeks, I've been going on to the uh, CFP Ranking Committee uh, post-ranking teleconference um, on behalf of RCFB. And that in of itself is really cool as, you know, for me, I'm not a professional journalist, but um, let alone a professional sports journalist, but, you know, to be in there with Nicole Auerbach, uh, Heather Dinich, Chris Vanini, feel kind of official, you know? I think you pretty much are, dude. <laughs> yeah, we already told him yeah. that you're going to leave us like the yeah. Beatles, and yeah. then well, I guess we might get a reunion. Nah, But this Tuesday, gentlemen, they kicked it up a notch. Ooh. I got called on to ask a question. Oh! There you go. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Naturally, Gary Barda, um, he's not a politician, but damn, he should be. He is a master at saying a lot, but actually saying nothing. Um, you know, one of my favorite movies, uh, pardon the language here, but I swear that's the actual name of the movie. Uh, Best Little Whorehouse in Texas, starring Burt Reynolds and Dolly and Parton. Dolly Parton, man. We love the Dolly up here. Um. There's a song in there. Um, I forget who the I forget who the person who sang it was, but he was like the t governor of Texas or something. But he sang this song about uh, the sidestep. That was what the call the song was called, sidestep. That's basically how. Basically, what what he do does as a politician is sidestep everything. Um, you know, the whole time he, he you see reporters asking these questions, and he says a lot, but doesn't say much. You know, um, so that's what Barta did the the whole time, and we've honestly come to expect it. Uh, you know, he's got the oldies like we highly respect. Insert team name here. Mushkin is the most complete team. Um. All, all that bullshit but and he did the same with my question but um just the fact that i did get called on i i, I swear to god i i didn't have my fitbit on the time but <laughs> um probably my heart rate spiked um because i was so nervous and honestly it took me a second to uh, to register that I had been called because I was like uh, because I've done this for so many weeks and they've never called me I'll put it in you know blah 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 um, you know do my my due diligence then they say uh, next question is from Andrew Sagona from Reddit CFB I'm like it felt like an eternity but it must have been like a second maybe but I, I heard it. It took me a second to register. It was like, oh, wait, they called me. <laughs> so, um, like, oh, shit, you should say something now. Um, this feels like the episode of that 70s show where Red has to ask uh, for the one question. 
I never saw that 70s show. Oh. Continue. But so it was just once I, once it hit me that I got called, I just kind of had to like, all right, snap out of it here, talk. Um, so I asked him a pretty generic question that was suggested to me by one of the other RCFB mods. Um, I asked him about uh, why BYU was ranked where it was. Because they, they got screwed in the rankings, to be honest. Um, and it, it, it essentially knocks them out of contention, whatever little contention there was Ooh. for years ago. Wow. Uh, sorry, Andrew. I found out where the Santa Dulce is, and it's in Doral. So we are definitely going. Oh no! <laughs> oh no! Close by. It is close by. Oh boy! You're um, welcome, kids. But um, you know, once I got through asking the question, I was very polite. I think I was. I mean, not to denigrate the other. Um, reporters that were there it was like hello mr barda how are you this evening usually they're like hi gary so they they obviously have more experience with him i mean i'm just lowly old me um but he seemed to he's like i'm doing well thank you and i wish him a good evening and when i got done kind of like putting my emotions aside for the hat for the couple of seconds that it took to ask that question once I came back into my body, I was like, oh, my God, oh, my God. Not actually out loud, but I was like, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. Um, you know, <laughs> yeah. squee. Mm-hmm. You know, um, that was that was such a cool moment. Um, and I know it may not seem like, you know, uh, I mean, I'm not saying whether I'm going to become a sports reporter at, at some point in the future. I don't know. My first goal is to pass the fucking bar. But, you know, it's it's kind of like little steps like that, um, you know, covering the national championship game, covering this, makes you feel a little more official yeah. uh, as time goes on. Mm-hmm. Um so that was just, you know, huge. And who knows? It was probably a random drawing of names to who asked questions. But whether it was RN Jesus or someone in the <laughs> that's good, um, or someone in the management crew that called my name, I don't know. Um, but thank you. That was a fantastic moment in my life, however brief it was. Um, promo code Barda Sidestep. Okay. Very good. I, I, we're, we're proud of you, dude. We're proud of you. All right. You came from the Mariana's Trench of Sports Media. <laughs> and you're, mo- you're moving on up. Okay. Just, just don't forget us about us little planktons over here. Oh, I don't think we're plankton, dude. I think we're like, we're, <laughs> we're some sort of. Uh, I don't know. Maybe an anglerfish would be cool. To be no, we're giant squid. We're giant squid. That's what we are. We're I mean, I'm just playing from SpongeBob. He's just an angry little man, <laughs> and I'm every bit of an angry little man. Yeah. Uh, all right. 
that that's that's yeah it's always a cool experience when you get to do the stuff like that uh, yeah i miss it myself for hockey but yeah all right so i guess i'm i'm last here so let me let me do mine so guys i've been consuming a lot of media of course my, my primary i guess means of of entertainment aside from video games is youtube and I've shouted out a lot of YouTube channels and things like that, and and, and that's fine. Of course, stand-up comedy, I do that. But uh, lately, lately, I got a free trial for Hulu, okay? And that's my non-sponsor. And I think I'm going to keep it because it's, good. it's the only – I mean, I have Amazon, and I, I, I freeload off my sister's cable and Netflix and Disney Plus account, so I'm good there. But they don't have Hulu, and Hulu's got some stuff – that aren't on the other things, uh, sp- specifically like Always Sunny Philadelphia and things like that. So, uh, I've been catching up on a lot of shows, for sure. And I-, I like Hulu. I like I like Hulu. They've got all the things, all the stuff. They got live sports and things like that. So I've uh, been enjoying that. They got um, I think uh, NHL's on there too because I think I was watching. Yeah, the but I think it was part of uh, part of the, the trial as well. So I did watch ESPN Plus, which has exclusive NHL games now that are not locally broadcast for certain games. And the Panthers have already had one game that was an ESPN Plus exclusive. So I was able to watch that as well. So that's pretty good that I get NHL games on there. Um, and I think I'm paying for... for, for I, I, I might as well pay for NHL because I will watch it. So it's it's good. They got tons of shows, and especially stuff from FX. FX is kind of stingy with some of their things that they put on their dedicated uh, streaming app. So, uh, with the, like they don't have all the Always Sunny episodes on there. They only have a few, and they're even they're like from a few seasons back too. So it's not even the current stuff. So they Hulu has the current stuff, current stuff that's popping out. So. Uh, just enjoying that. Futurama is on there. Bob's Burgers is on there. American Dad's on there. Always Sunny, bunch of things. So that's 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 who it is. It's Hulu. Uh, promo code. Ah, oh, shit. I don't know. <laughs> Not Netflix. Not Netflix. Yeah. Okay. Fine. All right. So that's, that's it. Show. Kind of a dead. But yeah. Francisco, I'd recommend if you're already paying. Oh, you know what? You know what's a good show that I'm watching? It's on Hulu because they have exclusive stuff. Uh, the the murder, mur- only murders in the building. That is a fantastic show. I, I just started watching that, Andrew. I just started watching that. So that that's uh, with uh, with Steve Martin and Martin Short and Selena Gomez. It's pretty good. I'm only about four episodes in, but I'm I'm very intrigued. It's based around a podcast, so you know. <laughs> the, that that kind of gets my juices flowing. I'm like, hey, well, I have I, I have a podcast, and uh, you know we don't cover murders yet, but yeah, there you go. Yeah, very very good, very good show, Andrew. I I, uh, uh, I I'm thoroughly enjoying that. So there you did go. You, did you get the full um, three pack, if you will, with the Disney Plus and all that stuff? Mm-hmm. I don't think so because uh, I, I mean because uh, uh, first off my sister already has Disney Plus so uh, I don't know if uh, but I, I once again I did have NHL games on there so I might 
have something with I don't know. Either way, I only care about the NHL if I do get the ESPN Plus thing, and whatever. But yeah. Okay. So we're good to go. And yeah, it's it's a pretty good value for everybody who wants to cut the cable. Uh, and just have that. You'll still get all the modern stuff, and you'll get sports. So, all right, guys. So, second half of the show. I mean, we. I honestly haven't planned that much. I kind of was leaning heavy on the holiday stuff that we'd be talking about. So, um, not sure what uh, what you guys want to do hey, from here. Baseball's dead. <laughs> yeah, and the MLB. So did you see that article about um, um, Manfred and the juice balls? Yeah, yeah. Well, I sent that, you guys the, that the real... tweet that he was going to go to prison or something. <laughs> for but I feel like, I mean, I, I honestly don't have a problem with juice balls. To be honest. Yeah. I mean, it sucks, but the problem is, give it to everybody. Don't. Oh, yeah. If I, I'm not a fan of it, mm-hmm. but if you're gonna do it, give it to everybody. Yeah, he's gonna be out of a job soon anyway, so it's okay. I uh, hell no, he's not gonna be out of a job anytime soon. The lockout's coming, baby. Yeah, yeah the but... owners love it. Yeah, but yeah, like owners love that shit. You, Until they the realize they're stuck without money from that in Corona. I I, I don't know. I, I doubt like this. the owners haven't gotten rid of the other any uh, commissioners for their lockouts specifically. Like like uh, was it Donald's? Uh, gosh, man. Um, Freaking uh, well, Gary Bettman in the NHL <laughs> been through <laughs> several lockouts already. Uh, hasn't been touched. Roger Goodell went through one as well, too. Hasn't been touched. Uh, David Stern, back when he was alive, went through one. Uh, so that that was, or actually went through two. Went through two. Uh, so nothing happened to him. So have faith. So I, I don't have know. Have faith, children. I don't know. You know, I, I'll I'll believe it when I see it. I'll believe it when I see it. But yeah. So, uh, but we all knew this was, that was the whole thing looming over this season was, was this impending CBA running out. And it, there was some initial optimism like, hey, you know, they got still got time to, to work it out. You know, there's a lot of money on the table that they don't want to lose or anything like that. And then the pandemic hit, but I don't know. I feel like there's there are a lot of issues and they were hanging the the whole okay dh and the national league thing which is gonna happen it's gonna happen that's gonna happen after this like we're, we're not gonna have pitchers hit anymore which is good because I'm, I'm sick and tired of it but that was of course the thing that the players didn't want to just agree to and, and and just be done with it they wanted to uh, hash out the other issues so this is going to be contentious and there will be some things going down so we're at the start of it but we everyone expected it by 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 now like when things weren't happening and the world series was done it was like okay this is happening all right but what's i, I already like i said i baseball season's already too long as it is for me so i wouldn't mind if like 40 games got cut off or something like that 
<laughs> you know, focus. Come on, April baseball is always weird anyways. Okay, for some reason, like, the Royals are in first place. And then May hits, and it's like, oh, yeah, we're the Royals. So that's just, so maybe May hits, and we're just like, oh, okay, they're just the Royals to start. I don't know. I don't know what I'm talking about. I'm just I'm just rambling now. Okay, the only thing I wanted I wanted the Marlins to sign Nick Castellanos before everything. I mean, even afterwards to sign Nick Castellanos anyways, and just uh, so so we can all have impending doom every night here here in South Florida. That'd be great. I'd love it. Um, and yeah, there's baseball signings and stuff like that. The Marlins are actually doing stuff, so that was pretty cool. And I'm rambling now, guys. What do you guys want to talk about? This is a sports show. Everybody. Yankees. Yankees. Uh, well, baseball. <laughs> <laughs> Holding off. Keeping it on the topic of sports, um, huge news. Holy shit type news coming out of college football. Oh, here we go. Oh, yeah. We forgot about those. Ah, yes. So much has happened with that. It's not even fair. So. That's right. People are Manny angry. Diaz is fired. Oh, wait, no. <laughs> no, but... Uh... Yeah, you wish. <laughs> uh, I really do. But... Oklahoma. It's... Boomer Sooner is... not feeling so hot right now. People are pissed. People are pissed. People are and betrayed. I'm, I'm feeling some schadenfreude because this is <laughs> shit that G5 schools including my beloved UCF, have dealt with all the freaking time. Imagine being Oklahoma and like feeling like 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 one of those schools. And, I and like, that's, okay. that is why I'm How loving could he it leave cause... us? We're Oklahoma. Well, they're, right. They're, finally, they're... They get a, finally, they get a taste of their own medicine. Yeah, we're Oklahoma. Um, we're we're, we're it's, USC. It's, and it's ironic because... They're talking about, uh, oh, the athletic director is like, oh, we wish we had more warning. But the the cruel irony of that is they gave the Big 12 conference no warning when they decided to switch to the SEC. That's nine, uh, that's eight other teams because Texas went along with them. But that's eight whole schools that you're giving no warning and now like <gasps> including their in-state rival exactly who they lost to <laughs> it's like <gasps> no warning how dare he who, who they lost to right they lost to oklahoma state right yep which adds more insult to the injury but oh let's give the cowboys some credit they have a really good team this season um but i'm just saying like that that adds more to yeah. the pain. I mean, they OU lost to Baylor and OSU this year. Um, and Texas isn't even bowl eligible. So that's an adi- that's an additional level of, level of schadenfreude for the whole Big 12 conference. It's like, ha, you thought our conference is crummy and yeah, you're getting more money. But if you can't even deal with us, you're going to get the blown the fuck out in the SEC, especially in the SEC West, where presumably they'll both be. 
they have to deal with Alabama and Auburn on a on a annual basis, which. Uh, Auburn. That's Auburn totally choked. By the way, I watched that whole yes, game. By yes, yes, the they did. Yes, they did. Yes, they did. Yeah, the beauty of Thanksgiving is I got to actually watch sports. <laughs> I'll I'll get to the that choke. Any event, so I haven't actually told the story yet, but Lincoln Riley, head coach of the University of Oklahoma, is headed to L.A. to be the head coach of the University of Southern California. Holy moly. The coaching carousel this season, everyone knew it was going to be crazy. Uh, You've got Ed Orgeron, who was fired. You've got SEC firing their coach. It was already going to be a bit bumpy, Um, which I'm going to tell you guys, finally being on the outside looking in on it or not having a, a coach that is possibly going to get poached, it makes it so much fun watching all this happen. Um, but anyway, um, right. So Lincoln Riley heading out to L.A. No one was expecting that. People were thinking, oh, it could be this guy going to USC, this other guy going to USC. But Lincoln Riley had it good in Norman. Um, you know, People worship the ground he stood on. He got a good salary. Uh, apparently, he had two houses. Like, I mean, he's not getting. He wasn't getting the money he's going to be getting with USC. That's what I was going to say. Like, he was probably offered the moon. <laughs> right. Um, he he wasn't he wasn't getting that much. Plus, but like, you know, what, where's where's Oklahoma? Norman, Oklahoma. Is that where? Yes. And Southern Cal, the lifestyle with that money. Well, yeah, it's totally, it's totally different. Don't get me wrong. Um, but you know, it, even still, even if you're not getting that USC money, you're still living quite comfortably as a 39 year old, and you've got probably good another man. probably got another 20 years of coaching in you. Um. So yeah, he he wasn't hurting for money, um, but in any case, man wants legacy now though. That man wants legacy, and what better way for legacy than go to a prestigious program in Southern California? Exactly, and you know, no one will say why. I mean, aside from, obviously the money is one thing, but there's another reason that is certainly speculated on. And honestly, I think it's a legit reason, even if it's subconscious. Lincoln Riley, OU, is a big fish in a small pond in the Big 12. They, they, I I forgot what the, the number was, but I think ever since the, since 2011, I think they've won the conference like seven times, six or like seven times, I think. Yeah, and even their prime, one of their primary rivals, Texas, hasn't done anything. Right, so it's like they've got it good, and because they're in a Power Five conference, you know, as long as you have a good season, you're going to make it into the top four. 
you know, they've they've made it into the top four the past few years, pretty much. They got blown out in the first round each time, but they at least were in that top four. Um, this year, if they if they hadn't lost to Baylor, you know, even if they had lost to OSU, they're going to be in the conference championship more than likely. And if they win, they've got – they're probably ranked fifth right now. Look where OSU is. They're ranked fifth. They have one loss to uh, to Iowa, Iowa State earlier in the season. You could easily make the argument that OSU is like five, six, seven, and right on the cusp of getting into the playoff again. And they had a really crappy year. They couldn't pull away in any of their games. They just squeaked by this entire season. And until that Baylor loss, they were still ranked in the top four. So they got it good in Norman. But now they're going to the SEC. Now they're going to be a little fish in a big pond. And deal with Alabama every year. Um, Auburn every year. Auburn is a good program. They made it to the national championship. They made it in 2013. Um, They've made it to the New Year Six quite a few times. Uh, since the college football playoff began. They're a good program. I mean, they're overshadowed by Alabama, of course, but they're a good program. Um, So OU is going to have it rough in the SEC. And, I mean, yes, you're making more money by going to the SEC. Your national clout is going up. But forget about competing on a regular basis for the college football playoff, that's done. That's over with until it expands. And even then it's still not guaranteed Um, because you can, you can guarantee like at minimum two in conference losses, the conferences. Um, So Lincoln Riley, he probably saw that coming and like, Nah, I'd rather be a big fish in the small pond of the Pac-12, which sucks. They're by far the worst of the Power Five conferences. The AAC, which is technically a group of five program, routinely ranks above them. So you've got USC money. You've got LA money coming in. The world is your oyster. You can do whatever you want out there. And they said he's recruited Southern California pretty well. Right. And uh, and also, I mean, this is a huge gap for USC. Cause, oh, no doubt. Like, they've... they've uh, they everybody my else has been trash. To, uh, to uh, quote my... Or to paraphrase my friend, uh, honestly, who's one of the mods and is a USC alum, um, they have screwed up all of their coaching hires in the last 25 years. And he made a caveat. He said, basically, the, uh, the Pete Carroll thing was a stroke of luck um, because he was like their third or fourth choice, and they just lucked into him. Um, but he says for the last quarter century, 
they have screwed up every single one of their coaching hires. And I, I, I can't, I can't blame it. I, I, I can't. Ooh, interesting. Okay. I'll get to that in a second. Um, so yeah, Lincoln Riley, he's out to USC. OU fans are, um, are in shock, whatever. Oh, well, poor you. You'll get over it. Um, and then the other, then another huge story, which is related to what BU just sent in the chat, is Brian Kelly is headed to LSU. No one was yeah. expecting that. <laughs> Brian Kelly is the winningest head coach in Notre Dame history. I mean, he... Oh man, for for you guys, if you're not reading the chat, I'm I'm reading it now. Yeah, Dabo well, is the head coach at uh, Clemson. He ain't leaving. Hell no. Again, big fish in a small pond. Aside from nah, like, he's got that money, dude. He has like a ten year, ten hundred million dollar contract. I think he's making like nine mil a year. Yeah. Um, Clemson is really investing a lot in their. Uh, their facilities now, thanks to the success. Oh, God, I had to kill had. something real quick. You guys keep talking. Um, <laughs> sorry, please. <laughs> Gotta kill something um, on my wall. Just but, like Lincoln Riley killed all of Oklahoma's dreams. More or less, yes. Um, not to mention that he's already poached a lot of their recruits, which again, they're crying foul. OU fans are, but it's like. Welcome to life. Scott Frost took the entire coaching staff with him to Nebraska when he left UCF. He, I, I, I'm serious. We had to get a whole entire new coaching staff down to the strength and conditioning coach. No one was left. We were pissed, but we got over it. Get over it, OU. All right, I got it. it. Happens. <laughs> Um, but anyway, Brian Kelly, winning as head coach in Notre Dame history, did take Notre Dame to the national championship in 20, well, 2012 season. 2013 was the year it was played. Got blown the fuck out by Alabama, um, but uh, made it to the CFP a couple times, you know. Not that national championship winning pedigree of some of his of his predecessors like Lou Holtz, Newt Brockney. Um, you know, he didn't have that, but he was still a very solid coach in a really different environment now in the 21st century than it was in the 40s, 50, 40s, 50s, 60s, whatever. Plus there for 12 years. Right. Which is rare for a lot of college football coaches, it feels like. Exactly. But all of a sudden he says, oh, a new challenge and one and all that stuff. It's like, sure. Okay, fine. Um, I mean, I'll be honest. He actually has a better shot at getting into the CFP uh, now with LSU. And I'll explain why. Because 
Notre Dame, it being an independent school, it's not in a conference. They don't have the chance to play in a conference championship game. That's a big thing is that 13th game, that 13th data point that the committee has. They talk about it all the time. Notre Dame gets hurt by the fact that they're not in a conference because they don't have that extra game to play. Um, so I, I don't know. They're probably paying him a shit ton more money. Um, 10 years, 95 million with incentives. So really it's going to be 10 years, 100 million. Yeah. So Maybe Notre Dame can pick out another independent team. That's the second best independent team. And just be like, let's just play them a 13th game. Uh, well, that would be Army, actually, right now, at least. Army or Liberty. UConn sucks, UMass sucks, and New Mexico State sucks. Although, New Mexico State's going to be in Conference USA in a couple of years. Um, but yeah, UConn, UMass, they both suck. Um, so... Right. So Brian Kelly, he's gone. He's going to Baton Rouge. Uh, everyone's making jokes about how they, th- how, you know, white bread milk toast he is. Like, <laughs> Brian Kelly is so white, he thinks Sprite is spicy. The, the Twitter's been great on it, though. Or like, uh, Brian Kelly th- thinks beignet, uh, beignets are a type of something or other, but. If you guys know what beignets are, I've never beignet, He doesn't eat beignets. He has beignet. There you go. Exactly. Like, he, talk about like m- milk toast, white bread. Like, compare him to Ed Ogeron, who's like, go targets and, you know, raging goods, you know, like Cajun food, Cajun spice. Like, that is the polar opposite of Notre Dame. Um, Brian Kelly on the search to figure out what's in gumbo. Uh, but then to, <clears throat> but then I forgot to mention this with um, Lincoln Riley, but Brian Kelly, what an asshole. So just kind of out of nowhere, um, didn't give any warning to the players or his coaching staff. It's announced that he's heading to LSU and happens in the middle of the night, one assistant coach who was out recruiting said he got the notification basically as soon as he stepped out of the door after a visit to a recruit's house. So that recruit probably thinks that guy was lying. Um, And then Brian Kelly shortly after sends out a group text to and says, you know, I'm sorry that you had to find out this way. Wanted to tell, I wanted, to t- I didn't intend for it to get out this soon, so I could have told you in person. <laughs> I love this onion one. Brian Kelly admits he never actually believed in God. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, and then he calls a team meeting at 7 a.m. I think it was today. And he talks to them for two, less than three minutes. And he's out the room. And he's gone. Yeah, I can respect it. Didn't take any questions. Nothing. Like, come on. 
Look. I, I get most most coaches are not Scott Frost who came back and this is a real dick move, huh? <laughs> who, who Scott Frost went above and beyond. As much as I hate how he left all the subterfuge things like that, he came back and finished business. He came back when he was officially the head coach of Nebraska and coached us in the bowl in the Peach Bowl. I love him for that, man. That's Look, that's going above and beyond. Did you see this no video? Coaches. Did you see this video of uh, the Notre Dame offensive coordinator, Tommy Reese, and basically going up to the to the players and be like, "Look, I'm not leaving. I'm not going with them." I mean, you know that that's that's a stand up thing to do right there. For you know? Freeman. Well, they just hired him as a coach, though. So no, Tommy Reese, but also oh, Freeman. Well, Tommy Reese got retained as the offensive coordinator. Yeah. So it's like the perfect grooming, though. I know, I think but was, I think Kelly left knowing that, like, yo, I'm gonna leave, but these guys, because they've been there for so long, they're gonna be okay. I mean, yes, I uh, he he left them in a in good shape, and it's Notre Dame. It's a prestigious program, though. But you owe it to the kids. To give them more to give In, them insert more Michael than, Jordan meme. Fuck them kids, right? I know, <laughs> but you you owe it to those kids who put in their blood, sweat, and tears on the line for you to give them more than two minutes. And yeah, just, but you, you see, just I, peace I, out. I feel like this is what I'm going to defend Brian Kelly on because when a breakup's happening, the breakup's happening, and then when Kelly is like, "I'm leaving," y'all know I'm leaving. What else to say? Thank you all for being great. I'm out. You know, it's just dropping the mic instead of going to the belabor point of saying, y'all don't know how much you mean to because kids aren't stupid. They're going to hear like, I profited off of your success in order to make more money and y'all are going to not even get drafted in the NFL. Thumbs up, high five, I'm out. Wouldn't you want it? Would you, do you want the tear roll? Do you want the fake crying? Do you want the emotion? Or do you want a guy to kind of tell it more like a businessman? Tell it straight. That's a good point. From from, but, from from the things here, it's, it seems like Brian Kelly's a bit of a dick because there's, there's another Matt Lafleur or Robert Sala, who were graduate assistants at the time, thought they were invited to a party at then Central Michigan head coach Brian Kelly's house and said he made them shovel snow all night. Well, you know, and look, there are two head coaches, so something worked. Something worked. <laughs> but I mean, and I don't want, I'll defend Kelly a little bit more than I'll defend Riley. And I don't think Riley left because of ego and fear of the SEC. I thought of it more about just the money and the fact that Oklahoma was just going to kind of get tapped out eventually. And I think USC just probably made a strong big move because they realized having Clay Helton, Steve Sarkeesian, Lane Kiffin was not going to put in the, rep, the reputable things. I think everybody just expected because this is what we do as pundits, which is go and say, hey, this guy's going to go here for some reason. They just put LSU. But remember, USC fired like Clay Helton three games into the season. So they have been courting this man hardcore. And they were like, yo, man, you, you, go, leave, you go leave that job. You come on, baby, take care of me. Take care of me. Well, that's the other thing. Meal that you want. Lincoln Riley straight up lied about when he started getting in contact with uh, USC. Yeah, but and once again, it's just going to be like, okay, I can lie to them, but you got to remember this is employers. You don't tell your boss that you're looking for another job. You pray and hope that whoever calls on a background check gets the cool HR person 
because that's gonna be an awkward conversation if you don't get that job going back to the office. Y'all, you're meaning to tell me that ain't no AD ever been petty to a coach before? So yeah. what's that obligation? You gotta look at it as a business perspective. Take the whole, like the kids, the kids come and go, they're now finally making their money and then forget this whole loyalty to the schools because school fan bases are the biggest hypocrites out there to begin with. Y'all love a guy until he's like, doesn't wanna be there anymore. That's probably the reason why he didn't wanna go to the SEC because it's still cutthroat and they'll fire you after a couple of years maybe. But I, I don't think coaches owe anything. The only thing I don't like is when coaches bail after when they're in a bowl game, you know, right when they're there. But everything else, I'm like, what, what do they owe them? You already know that you're leaving. I'm out. I got a different job. I mean, I give you the crocodile tears. I don't. I think kids would see through that. And I think kids also, they don't care because aren't they also on a short? They're on a smaller time frame to be at that school on that team than the coaches are some some of those players are only there for two years man they're out mm-hmm. he's either you know they graduate they go from there or they go from there when they do this so and i never thought or they transferring brian kelly yeah. or they transfer like a certain dylan gabriel um <laughs> oh, that's a whole I, other... I learned his name for you so thank you. you know thank you well it comes into it but i, I don't know like and for for Kelly, I just felt like it was a big money move because that's a lot of cash. You know, Notre Dame's not going to report everything because it's a private institution, but they said that the money that he was only making was like five to seven million dollars a year. And it's a long-term contract. It's LSU. So really what's gonna happen is he'll be there. But the same thing of going to defend Riley and the same thing going to Kelly, no matter how short their time at those jobs are gonna be, because if it was cutthroat competitive, um, they're still going to have that rehire. A lot of college coaches get recycled all the damn time. Mm-hmm. So they'll be okay either way at the end of the day. I mean, how Rich Rodriguez is now coach again over at Jacksonville State now yep. that they're transitioning to like the FCS. BS. BS. I, I don't know the difference, man. I know it, but it's, it's silly. Okay. All right, guys. So we're at two hours now. So... Uh, I think that I guess we should do the cage, right? The last one for for this year. Yeah, sure. Last one, real short, because that's all they're going to be on okay. each week now until I come back. Welcome to your weekly Trueplex, the cage with Charles. Full disclaimer: Wrestling is not fake. It's scripted. It's a stage fight. It's song and dance. It's about men and women chasing championships, trying to get that legacy established, being the holy hell out of each other. And I just accidentally shut off Twitch because I closed out one bad thing, so we get that back going. Um, and then just being a good time and also annoying the crap out of Charles all day, every day. And it's not just Vince. Even Tony Khan bothers me every now and then. Wrestling, what should we go on if we're ending out the year, or I guess kind of the year? What do we know? We have – I just paused because some new breaking news came up, so let me just look at it in a second. Oh, that's going to happen. Why is it that all these pay-per-view matches happen right when we're going off the show, guys, or these title <laughs> matches? Anyway, we have NXT War Games this Saturday. I'll watch it. As you know, what's War Games is a three-ring, three-cage structure with teams going against each other, men's and women's. They'll have those. Those matches are generally fun. I have concerns. We'll explain that in a little bit. Um, it's going to be like four or five matches on the card. AEW has... Confirmed the winter is coming edition of AEW Dynamite on December 15th. We will be on Bacchus. So 
I won't be able to talk about it, but it's going to be a little bit different than last year's Omega one side off of Moxley because it ain't going to happen this time. I don't think Hangman Page is going to lose his belt anytime soon. Ring of Honor, contract's expiring. We talked about it. It's dead. It's done. Put a, you know, he's done, Jim. He's dead, whatever the phrase and the famous catch line is. Impact, meh. People get signed. It's there. Maybe it'll kind of beef up their roster. No big surprises to that. Um, I was feeling a little nostalgic the other day, boys. And then Twitter is very weird because I feel like it follows on Twitter, by the way. FJOJR, Charles the True, Dan Frijole, Sports Goops. And I feel like they kind of like get into certain things. And for some reason, Ric Flair, Hulk Hogan, Randy Savage was trending. And I think what I'm going to do when we come back is I'm going to kind of watch some legacy matches, rewatch that old stuff, like the best Ric Flair match, the best Randy Savage match, the best Kurt Angle match. He's not modern. He's, you know, he's not modern, but he's not old, old, but that's just what's been trending for a bit. And I'll kind of give you guys some insight because I got to be war games feel i got put some stuff around it but i know that because i guess you know there was just an anniversary or something happened with randy savage and then um he was just beating up somebody in the ring it was great anyway so aw we'll start with that going on now with dynamite it's slow as molasses we know we have the winter's coming edition of aw dynamite where they just confirmed we're gonna have hangman page versus daniel bryan for the AEW World Championship, that should be a good match. That should be fine. I'm I'm about it. I, I love me some Brian Danielson. He's not Daniel Bryan anymore. I love me some Brian Danielson. You guys know I love me some Brian Danielson. You know I love how he just makes every match look good. I'm pretty sure he can get a three star match if it's him and I in the ring. And I have nothing to contribute except for fabulous hair and some pretty fading biceps. I'm just saying, guys, I'm hitting that gym. I'm getting that future going on because I got to I gotta do what I got to do for my professional wrestling because I'm going to change wrestling. I feel like that's been the theme lately. We've had MJF and CM Punk on last week's Dynamite going back and forth, and it was just a roaster. It was just a heater. They were talking about how CM Punk doesn't have any more. MJF, who you guys know I love because his promo skills are chef's kiss. Just basically talk about how he's out of touch. He's concerned. He can't beat anybody. And they were making references on the nose, references of John Cena and a few other guys. And then CM Punk just called MJF a low-level Miz. Let's talk about this. It's a separate company. And they're acknowledging WWE's product and its wrestlers. And what's the catalyst of that has effect on? It was mentioned on Raw. Granted, I think in a different atmosphere but everybody knows cm punk has a little bit of bitterness in wwe everybody knows mjf is an excellent heel bad guy he'll do anything to stir the pot everybody knows that that came down in chicago and even though i'm upset that we're not getting eddie kingston versus cm punk part two i'm also okay with mjf versus cm punk happening i don't know if they're gonna do that winter is coming but they did oh boy that won't be the only thing that's coming ha 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 um i think the story could be excellent and i think if CM Punk is going to finally lose because he's just wrestling some guys and building up his credibility right now, he's at eight and oh, it should be the MJF. Why? Because this reestablishes MJF as the main eventer to challenge Hangman Page, who I think will be the guy who will eventually take the title. I don't think it's going to be Miro, as my buddy thinks. I think it's going to be a different round in a different way. But right now, as with all things AEW, it's still building its story. But it's something I keep an eye on. Other thing I'm going to keep an eye on, are we going to have Proud and Powerful, Santana Ortiz, going against the Lucha Bros? I would really like to see that match. I think Proud and Powerful has been misused oftentimes throughout their entire AEW 
minute and time period and you know what they've had they were recently in that minnesota street fight or minneapolis street fight in um the full gear pay-per-view because they're part of the not the pinnacle my brain's leaving me right now of the inner circle i i think they're just a very talented tag team i want to see what they can do and i want them to just go give me a banger give me a banger boys with the lucha bros cody rhodes andre andrade el idolo tonight ah, i don't care cody's just very you talk about Brian Kelly being a uh, white bread to you. You know, that's what it is. Cody is to me in a style of wrestling. I like a heel Cody. I don't like face Cody. It's overplayed. I feel like it's a never ending feud. Bleah. NXT war games, December 5th. We know that's fun. There's been some great monumental war game matches, usually involving Adam Cole, baby now on AEW might be the last go for a couple of wrestlers at NXT before they become all elite. Who might that be? Kyle Riley and Johnny Gargano. Because what's the scoop, guys? Those contracts are expiring. Technically, Johnny Gargano's contract expired December 3rd, and he extended for another week to do this pay-per-view. Johnny is Mr. NXT. He's loved revealingly by everybody. He's accomplished almost everything. He was never in a war games match to go from there. Oh, we're going to have Roddy Strong and Joe Gacy. Eh. Cameron Grimes versus that guy, um, Duke Hudson. I forgot to say, because he was originally someone else and he got repackaged so they gave him a new name he was actually on the main roster for a minute it's a hair versus hair match not strange it's actually something that used to be big back in the days they had the women's war games they had the men's war games but johnny getting his last war games match is going to be good he had a banger of a match last night against Braun breaker aka baby steiner um for those who don't know Braun breaker is the son of rick steiner nephew of big public Pop, scott steiner who has multiple promos that you guys know i love especially the math promo hollow if you hear me to which johnny called him the big bad booty nephew which is a playoff of Scott Steiner's big pop-up, Big Bad Booty Daddy. The Big Bad Booty Daddy. War Games is usually a good time. I have concerns, though, fellas, because for each team, there might be respective veterans that know how to handle weapons and a cage and being in that cage using the weapons. And then you have a lot of fresh faces. And a lot of those fresh faces are going to be in the men's. You have Braun Breaker, a.k.a. Baby Steiner, who's only been in the game for seven months. So you're going to have Tony D'Angelo. Don't ask me. Vince McMahon. He loves the stereotyping. So this guy's like full mafioso. And I don't know if I like it or hate it. It's weird. I like it like I know the Fantasma as basically the Mexican cartel because that speaks to me. But I don't think I like some guy being a mafia, you know, impersonator, whatever. They have Tro Hayes in there as well. Going against Johnny Gargano, Tommaso Ciampa. Um, I had a brain fart. Tommaso Ciampa and a couple of Pete Dunn and then LA Knight going up into there. I think there's going to be some carrying in there. Obviously, it's the black and gold brand of NXT 1.0 versus NXT 2.0. We all know that NXT 2.0 is going to win. And that's kind of the problem. Even though it might be a good match, even though it might be fantastic. Oh, it's not going to be Trick Williams. I'm sorry. That's Cameron Hayes' boy. It's going to be Grayson Waller. Um, even though it's going to be a fan, it could be a fantastic match, but when you know who's going to win, sometimes it sucks out the suspense, unless you really make me believe in match as we're watching that old school NXT has the shot, but it's going to be Johnny Swan song. I don't think he's going to resign with NXT and why, because it's either you stay in NXT forever or you go on the main roster and you die. And I really thought they should just pull the trigger a long time ago, put him on the main roster and see if he really was Daniel Bryan 2.0. Um, when he goes to All Elite Wrestling and he has that match with Brian Danielson, formerly known as Daniel Bryan, injected in my veins, please God, it's going to be beautiful. But Vince is weird. Vince is back to big, sweaty men being the main proponent. And Braun Breaker has it. I'm just going to say it. You know, the guy has that physique. He's only 24. Vince is looking who's going to hold the torch for the next 10 years. 
he, he's got good promos. He's got the intensity. I haven't seen the matches fully where he has the storytelling. The storytelling is kind of hard to pull off for all wrestlers. Only the special ones, such as a Johnny, such as a Choppa, can pull it off. Kyle Riley is also leaving. Him and his tag team partner, Von Wagner, is going to be teamed up against Imperium, the NXT Tag Team Champions. And it's probably Kyle's last go-to, which is fine, because Kyle was in line for a mega push when he beat Adam Cole fully. And then what happened? Vince came to that town. Vince said, Triple H, I'm taking this out. I'm going to go in NXT. And then Kyle just became batched up into another tag team because that's all he was doing was batched up into tag teams. And then he went solo and then it worked out. So is he going to be better suited for AEW? Sure, because Vince has a different vision. And, you know, I get it. Sure, because with wrestling, with WWE, it's it's soap opera at the end of the day. It's a film. And when you're a director and you're a casting producer, you put who you think is going to be the best fit, you know, George Lucas saw Harrison Ford said, you're Han Solo. There you go. There was people, it was, I think, uh, Christopher Walken interviewed. There's the old SNL skit with um, Kevin Spacey that kind of played off on Christopher Walken being Han Solo because there's other people interview, but sometimes you just know what you want in your product and you know what you want in your production. And he's going to a different phrase, phase, and that's understandable. The women's NXT War Games match, Ooh, that's going to be kind of be a disaster piece, I would say. Hopefully it's good, but it's going to be toxic attraction considering of um, consisting of Mandy Rose, Gigi Dolan, JC Jane. I forgot a couple of the other names in there because there's a lot of new blood coming into it. Help me, Francisco. Um, going against <laughs> Kaylee. Oh, Dakota Kai is the other one. Going against Kaylee Ray, going against Io Shirai, going against Cora Jade. And, I'm, and uh, I forgot her name now because I'm thinking uh, – Raquel Gonzalez. So it's a little bit of a new one, but there's a lot of, there's some old wrestlers in there. Not when I say old, I mean seasoned actually had been in a war games match because Yo, Dakota, Kaylee, and um, Raquel have been in there. But I got concerns about Manny Rose being in it. I got concerns about the whole toxic attraction stable, Cora Jade. It's not that I don't think they do, do good, but when you're a stunt based match, when you're a gimmick match, because guys, it's like a big cage with three rings and a lot of weapons disasters can happen everybody seems to get hurt from anyway i remember the first war games alexander wolf just took the back of his head to the table and he had he couldn't even wrestle in it anymore because he was profusely bleeding i don't want anybody to get hurt there's only a few wrestlers that i'm okay with doing the high risk like jeff hardy because jeff wants to die for me and i understand jeff wants to like and andrew knows because he's old school he he knows that jeff's gonna go out big time I know Jeff's going to go out big time, but some of these other wrestlers, I don't know. The rest of the card, don't care too much about. I don't care about Grimes and um, Duke Hudson just because, meh. You know, I'm okay with hair versus hair matches, and I go for something interesting. But I think Vince is doing well establishing what the main event cards look like. He's stalling really hard for me to care about the mid cards. And part of it is because right now you have mid cards and main event cards going against each other this war games but nxc is gonna need some time about three four five months and then we'll be back to loving it don't ask me about roderick strong or joe gacy i'm not about that at all roderick strong is the cruiserweight champion joe gacy is not 205 pounds or less and they're gonna do a waving of it i think they're gonna rebrand the title which is fine if they call it like the nxc television title make the mid card more accessible but at the end of the day it's one of those things of wait and see and then hopefully vince just kind of snaps back into reality main roster news Ew. All I gotta say, all I gotta say about that. Um, there's some interesting things that they're doing. They're Becky Lynch, Liv Morgan. I can kind of get invested into it. Tag teams, I can kind of get invested into it. But right now, Roman Reigns is awaiting. Brock Lesnar is coming around the corner. Sami Zayn won a battle royale. 
to lose that number one opportunity shot against Roman because they're going to do conspiracy. I'm enjoying what they're doing with Kevin Owens. He's also another one who's going to go probably leave soon unless he resigns his contracts up at the end of the year because now they have the day one pay-per-view that's going to happen in January because now they're going to double it. Double they're going to have day one, they're going to have the Royal Rumble later in the month. But it's going to be Kevin Owens, Biggie, and Seth Rollins going against each other. We're getting Miz versus Edge, Andrew. I don't want it. I just want Edge versus AJ Styles just to have the background of who is the best wrestler. But if that's Vince's idea of a Mania match and he just needs to build up to it with other guys going against Edge, fine. That's where Edge made reference to the Miz saying, hey, you live rent-free in another uh, promotions, just taking cheap shots and all that other stuff. I'm like, fine. But Raw's still kind of a, it's kind of a slog. SmackDown's still kind of a slog. Charles is really just resistant towards a loss. I didn't even watch the Fiverr series. I saw everything that was on. I'm like, all right, I, there's better things I can do with my four hours. I'll watch Immortals. But I think the way for me to fall back in love again is with any relationship, you have to go back to the good old days. You acknowledge what you have now, but sometimes you can't go past you can't go past 100% logistically, right, boys? So what you have to do is sometimes go back to zero. So I think what I'll do to invest in the cages, maybe I'll use that fancy schmancy peacock decor that I have for. $4.99 a month. I can watch whatever from Peacock has, including my WB stuff. And we'll go back to some old matches. Maybe get a little macho me and Randy Savage in my life. That's always a good thing. And that's all I got for you this week on the cage, guys. Okay. So that was the last one for this year. And our last episode for this year. Andrew, I'll discuss with you if you want to do another bowl extravaganza as we've done the last two years. Sure. You know, just do a run through. Even if we can't get any guests, you and me sit down and, and talk about the games and the things that are that are happening there, you know, and talk about all the cities. And of course, good old El Paso, which the Miami Hurricanes might play in the Sun Bowl. So yeah, that could be a thing, right? Can we, we just get, get UCF versus um, the Hurricanes and just get it over with? So, in uh, El Paso, Texas, we're all going to buy tickets Paso, and Texas. go. Yeah. <laughs> if, that, if that happens, we should buy tickets and go. I mean, New I, Year's I'm Day, El Paso, Texas, baby. Okay. And, yeah, and if we don't see you until then, Happy New Year to everybody. Okay, 2022. And, of course, we'll be on the social medias. Check us out on all of that. Check out our merch store. And another, gosh, man, another year of this, guys. Another full calendar year of, of this show. So be proud, be happy. Be proud and be happy because not a lot of podcasts do this kind of thing on a consistent basis like we do. So, yeah. So we'll see you guys in a month and maybe a full special in between. Bye bye. Happy holidays, everyone. You're welcome, everyone.